Brains Hop and your TARDISes, you're listening to another episode of Doctor Huh? What the moon what, ever do to what you? The mood? I'm your traumatized Tumblerina, Jordan. I'm the moon truther, Sam. I think that the moon is a moon. You're watching this episode like, bullshit. <laughs> I don't believe this for one second. I don't think this, any of this is going to happen. This isn't real in 2049. This week we're talking about series 8, episode 7, Kill the Moon. Kill the Moon. My long, my long-held belief. Finally someone saying it. Written by Peter Harness and directed by Paul Wilmhurst. Sort of a Peter and Paul, a tip of the hat. Wilmshurst. Uh This is, uh, Peter Harness is the same person who wrote The Zygon Invasion. Oh, another no. episode that had political ideas that shouldn't have been there because they didn't make any sense and had really weird implications. <laughs> What if immigrants were pink tongue guys and they wanted to kill you? So, but, correct me if I'm wrong. I know that it's been a time bomb right. since the beginning is the pro-life episode. Yeah, okay. I'm guessing me, you didn't know that that was Kill the Moon. I didn't know it was Kill the Moon until I sat down after recording and I, you know, I, I put on my, my, my smoking jacket and I... Suff, sipped my tup, tup? I sipped my tup of Earl Grey <laughs> I tea. I sipped my Tupperware. I sipped my Tupperware full of Earl Grey tea, and I, I started reading um, H.G. Wells' The Time Machine by the Fire. And then I was like, why is Kill the Moon so familiar? Oh no, it's the pro-life episode, and I spit out my tea, and I, and I was very upset about it. Yeah, um, you know, I was watching it, and I was like, okay, okay, this seems like an alright episode. I don't know what everyone has a problem with. And then... We got to a scene where they started debating things, and then I moused over the screen, and the episode title had actually changed to Don't Kill the Moon. Don't Kill the Moon. The moon is a baby, and all life <laughs> all life is sacred. And I didn't like the part when Peter Capaldi said, he said, he said, the moon's life began at conception. I didn't like that part either. I'm still, I'm doubling down on this Peter Capaldi impression. I'm, it's my wish. Yeah, right before we the- started recording, you said some really, really offensive things in a Peter Capaldi what? voice. Stop. I didn't. Um, I have thoughts about, first of all, my main thought about this episode was it's bad and I didn't like it and I didn't like watching it and I didn't like thinking about it. And usually when I watch an episode that's bad, I kind of soften on it, uh, in the days before we record. And then when I record the episode, I get really heated because it comes back to me. I've been fucking stewing on this episode. Uh, it made me angry from a, from a writing standpoint. It made me angry, f- uh, from a, this is the most bullshit science standpoint. It even made <laughs> me angry from my, like, oh, I went to school for a long time and I studied microbiology and the doctor was just like, I'm going to say some fucking bullshit about your well, field. Well, he of wasn't study. talking about microbiology. He was talking First about macrobiology. He was talking about prochoriotic biology and he Pro-chori- was talking about <laughs> macrobiology. <laughs> he was, we learned some, uh, yeah, that's true. I don't know very much about prochoriotic life. Um, and it's non-chromosomal DNA, uh, and it's eight legs, and it's seven vaginas. But I don't think that's <laughs> no, what I learned about that. in school. No, you, might have, you might have watched the director's cut. That's where the egg comes out of. Um, I have a controversial take because because oh, we'll get to it, it later. Wow, oh, okay. I loved it. It was a great episode. <laughs> I have a controversial take. Abortion is wrong. Abortion is wrong, <laughs> and also you should never vaccinate. Um, but no. People in our Discord have been telling us that Peter Harness did not mean, he says, I didn't mean to write a pro-life episode. This was an accident. And I've, I've, un- and I was thinking about it at work and I've uncovered, I've uncovered a thought that I believe him. I think he did a very bad job when he wrote pro-life uh, on accident, but I don't I... think, 
I have, I have, I have. Well, I have a similar theory, and I'm I'm curious if you feel the same way that I've because what I've got I two, felt, yeah, is that they were writing the episode, mm-hmm. and they were writing an episode about what if we had to blow up the moon, mm-hmm. and then they started writing a scene where the characters debated whether or not to blow up the moon. And while he was writing this, I think he or someone else working on it might have said, "Oh, this kind of like resembles." like an abortion debate that's really topical what if we just like throw in some words to sound like that it feels like it i i've there's, got there, there I've are got, things that are said in this episode that lead me to believe that there's no possible way that they didn't know they were using abortion debate phrases i've got two but words i don't think that you. they thought about what anyone was saying at all i've got two words for you that'll blow this whole thing out of the water and it made me understand the writing of this episode so much better. And it made me so much angrier <laughs> also is the other thing. Because uh. you could just sit there and say they were doing pro-life. And I agree that they were. But I don't think he was doing it on accident because I have two words for you. Are you ready for it? Trolley, Wait, you... Pro- trolley problem. This Wait, episode. Sorry, of... You think it was... You said you don't think it was an accident? You think No, what? I think it was an accident, and I think the the two words that made this episode make sense to me were trolley problem. This uh-huh. episode is, is about the trolley problem, uh, but Peter Harness put a baby on the tracks and made the lever abort the baby, and also the other thing is that if you don't abort the baby, everybody wins. So that's my but, main thesis. Yeah, and here's the thing also, <laughs> though, is like, I think that you're right that it is a lot more of a trolley problem, except that the trolley problem here... <laughs> is obscured the thing instead about the trolley you problem pull the lever and it reroutes the kill toward the moon well, instead of the earth you pull the lever and then it flips a coin and decides yeah. whether or not to kill there, the moon this is what i'm saying is that i think that peter was trying to write an episode about the trolley problem times the whole population of the earth for a right. baby i think that he made the mistake of the thing about the trolley problem is there's no right or wrong answer um, and he gave it a right answer. And then, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you, um, I, as a little treat, as a little teaser, I'll give you my own version of the trolley problem that I've written about this episode at the end okay. when we really explore it. But I think that the main problem besides, because if the trolley problem was, there's a trolley hurtling towards five people, and if you get an abortion, it won't hit them. <laughs> <laughs> that's the driver that's, will calm down. That's that's kind of the starting point. But I realized it's so much more than that because because like we said, and we'll, and I know we're like really skipping the whole episode, but I just I need to unpack this right now, or I I won't be okay. Of like the trolley problem should not have a right answer. But this episode wants the doctor to be, you know, this episode wants the characters to make the correct choice. They want the earth to not be destroyed and they want the episode to end with status quo restored. So yes. there has to be a right answer. The idea of doing a trolley problem, but with an abortion. And also there's a right answer, which is don't get the abortion makes it accidentally pro-life. And that's why I don't think this episode was written with pro-life on, on purpose. I think this episode was just written by an, a stupid person who didn't like think about the things he was writing when he tried to write the world's biggest trolley problem with a fetus instead of a trolley. I agree, but I also think I also think that the things about it that make it seem like it's so much about abortion, I think that they were put there on purpose. I just don't think that it was written from the ground up. You think that yeah, that. you think they were like, "Wait a minute, this makes it sound like a really topical a topical situation." Let's and then slip they in some stuff. Let's slip in. And then they were like they were the, like 
The one that I couldn't get over that was so, like, there's no way that that's not intended was the one where the doctor says, uh, it's your, what, he says, like, it's your moon, womankind, your choice. Oh, man, I forgot about it. so, Oof. so, like, pointedly similar to my body, my choice. Also, the fact that the, uh, and thank you for, uh, to friend of the show, friend of the show, Chai, I can't speak, fucking speak today. For friend of the show, Chai, for pointing out the, like, the decision of whether we abort the moon is made by, like, a 15-year-old girl. Like a, I don't know how old Clara's supposed to be. Like a adult woman and then, like, an older adult woman. Like, all three women. Do we abort the moon? Do we pull the lever and keep the trolley for... Okay, we need to fucking talk about the plot of this episode, Sam. The moon. I'm gonna... The big gray apple. <laughs> the big... It's a big egg. But don't... Don't tell me. Hey. So, we start partway through the episode. Clara is contacting the Earth from the moon and saying, we've got a really bad thing. <laughs> this is so funny. This is so... This is so funny in retrospect, because she's like, we have a very difficult choice to make and not much time to make it. The man who normally helps is gone and might not be coming back. <laughs> that's so that funny to think about the doctor. So that's bizarre so in funny retrospect. to think about when we learned what happened with the doctor that he, that she's like, he might just leave us on the moon. I don't know. Because there's a part like halfway through where the doctor is like, I'll see you later. Trust me, I'll be okay. And then he jumps into a hole full of spiders. And then that's not and, why and he's And you're gone thinking in that scene. moment like, oh, he's not going to show up again until the end. And that's why Clara said he was gone. Then he shows up again like three minutes later. <laughs> he's like, all right, cool. And then later he just gets on the TARDIS and abandons them. Man, it would have made it so much. It would have made it not like a better episode, but it would have made the moment so much better if it was like we are making the this decision because the doctor is not here and we have no choice we have to talk about this as opposed to oh, i'm gonna leave and make you make this yeah choice. the doctor oh is God. just like you figure it out bye okay as clara a man says, i recuse clara myself says, from this very feminine decision clara um is on the moon also uh there's a girl that we we i would say later learn but we already knew her she was she courtney. was in the caretaker courtney she was woods. the like she was the like troublemaker girl from from cole hill and she's mm -hmm. in this episode but i didn't remember that until they reminded me um and she says she clara asks what i would say is the most a uh, no-brainer question of all time, um, without context, which is, we have 45 minutes to decide between one innocent life and the future of all mankind, and I'm just mashing, I'm mashing my button right now. <laughs> I'm voting on my phone. I don't care, I'm sorry. That's too much, that's too many lives. That's a very easy choice. That's a just very like, easy choice. It's, it's so massive that it feels like, but, God, we'll get to it. We'll <laughs> you get a get million dollars. You get a it's, million It's a dollars. very false choice for a really stupid reason. You get anyway. a million dollars every time you take a shit, or the entire planet is destroyed. Vote now on your phones. <laughs> so... Courtney, uh, in the previous episode, The Caretaker, she briefly flew around the TARDIS with the Doctor, uh, and then she puked a bunch, and apparently since then, she's, like, really out of control, even more so than usual. I guess she stole the psychic paper and is using it to buy alcohol. <laughs> Good for her. She comes uh, in, she's like, she goes into the, she forget. goes into the, she goes into, like, the Tesco, and she grabs the six-pack of, I don't know, Marmite beer or whatever they and she holds up there. a thing and they're like ah, thank you your majesty yes <laughs> madam president <laughs> well the president can't be 15 uh the doctor lest you forget he is very freaked up white man these days he uh, hates so his response to all of this is i yeah. don't know I, what are you I talking about what, what is me. courtney woods 
What is what is a Courtney Woods? No, we took you to the Sherwood Forest, not the Courtney Courtney Woods. Um, Clara says apparently that Courtney the is doctor, upset because the doctor told her she wasn't special. And did, I, I mean, I don't huh? think that's what happened. I don't think. I mean, it must have happened off screen. I mean, he probably said that this is some kind of worm creature. I don't know what this is. Get it out of my TARDIS or whatever. I, I pulled up the caretaker and skipped around a little bit with the scenes that Courtney was in, and I I didn't see him saying anything like that. So I don't know what Clara's talking about. I think it must have happened off screen. Um, they get in the TARDIS, which is just parked in the like. Maybe it was a webisode. <laughs> yeah. The night of the Courtney. Um, we go into the TARDIS, which is just like inside Cole Hill in a closet. Like no one gives a fuck, whatever. Uh, and Courtney's in there and, uh, and she's like, oh, I got some, she's got like some disinfectant spray. Plot important disinfectant. This'll come back later. Um, and also, he's, she's got, like, what these, like, bracelets that make her not puke? What is They're this? They're Vortex Manipulator wristbands. I, I don't know where she got those. Gun to my head. I would have told you that the Vortex Manipulator is either, it's either the surfboard that the Raxacoracophalopatorius uses to surf to, back to Raxacoracophalopatorius, or it's the watch that Clasco, the time-traveling racist, used to get rid of Rosa Parks. If you said, the, what is a vortex manipulator? I'd say it's one of those two things. also in the um, Nikola Tesla episode, they used the, like, teleport bracelet thing. Mm. But apparently they're anti-seasickness <laughs> wristbands. You can either use it to get rid of Rosa Parks or not throw up on a boat. Um, the doctor uh, is, uh, he's like, okay, I guess we're taking Courtney along if she's going to be on this TARDIS and be our, like, Yeah, because he's companion. like, if you're upset that you think you're not special, I'll I'll make you special. You can be the first woman to walk on the moon. Um, am I crazy? Roll back the tapes. Did I say on, and I know you don't remember this, but did I say on the Caretaker episode that um, Courtney should have become a companion? Well, that was... They basically implied that she could down the line. I mean, we know from last Christmas uh, that there they're was... all as, they're all in a dream right now and they're all asleep. No, that's next season. Uh, <laughs> we know from last Christmas that they weren't sure if Jenna Coleman would be coming back after uh, this. Mm-hmm. So I think that Courtney Woods may have been on deck as a potential future companion because he said to her in the caretaker, he's like, I'll let you know if I have an opening. I'll let you know if my companion gets hit by a bird. <laughs> Good news, Courtney, your teacher's dead. <laughs> Let's go. So, so they're going to go to the moon with, with Courtney so she can go on the moon. Clara's not happy about it. She doesn't like it. Um, they get off on, they're on like a space shuttle. It's mm-hmm. 2049, the Big Apple, the Big A. He notes that it's like a recycled space shuttle. Like this is a used hunk of junk. They all put on their iconic uh, Satan Pit spacesuits that they always wear. The, the and he red. also notes that the gravity seems a little bit uh, more than he would expect. How is he testing the Mavity again? What kind of funny he's yo-yoing? Can, he's yo-yoing. He is. He's so many like Capaldi's got so many different like like Matt Smith has his. He's the bow tie guy. Well, wait, the, uh, hold on. Hmm. Uh, the yo-yo was mentioned in the TV movie. He so did yo-yo have a yo-yo. Is a long-running Doctor oh, Who quirk, yeah, I guess. You're right. 
Cause, cause, I think uh, this is the first time we've actually seen it, though. I guess if it was in the TV movie, that means, like, categorically that that was Tom Baker's yo-yo, because that was the only one that got mentioned. Besides, Yeah, it could have been yeah. Baker. It could have been McCoy, since he was the last Doctor at the time. Or is it possible that uh, that Colin Baker was, like, strangling, <laughs> str- just fucking garroting uh, Santarans with that thing in the war? I like that you picked Santarans, the guys they're with the, the funniest, biggest Yeah, necks. exactly. The, the funniest ones to strangle. I'm glad you, I'm glad you got it. Um, so, so, yeah. There's... yeah he also notices, this is probably worth mentioning, is that the rocket contains dozens of nuclear bombs. Good news, Courtney. You're going to be the first woman to explode on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Some space people walk in. We this is they're just like asking. They're like they're not like pisses me the fuck off because they're not like bleep bloop. Take me to your. They're astronauts. I don't know why you said space people. There are two men who we get their names basically right before they each die. I don't know. And then there is the woman in charge who like offhandedly mentions her name in like the last 30 seconds of I was going to say I, I was going to say I don't feel like I know her name either. Well, I I didn't realize uh that it was her name because there's a part where it's like almost at the very end where a guy from Earth like contacts them on the radio or whatever and he's like, "Hello, are you there?" and she walks over to the computer and says, "Lundvik" I thought that was her saying, hello, Lundvik. But no, that was her saying, this her is Lundvik. This MF named Lundvik? Lundvik. 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 Her first name is Vizlor, right? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we won't get her name for most of the episode, but that is This her episode name. is written by a crazy person who doesn't know how to write words or write TV. It's just I weird. Think. Like, you would think that when they meet each other, that's this- the scene where they go, hello, I'm Lundvik. <laughs> Remember, okay, sorry to talk about old news, but remember on The Secret Life of the American Teenager how mm-hmm. uh, a main cat, uh, like an like a reoccurring supporting cast member of Adrian's mom goes unnamed for t- for an entire season, and then I mean her name was given in a it was more given, offhanded way than in this episode. It was given thing. when George answered the phone saying Cindy, and we didn't see who Is was on this the Cindy? other. Cindy, and we're and we were supposed we just, to go. Ah, Cindy must be Adrian's mom. <laughs> Um, and it wasn't even her. Anyway, okay, Jesus but, Christ. But wait, 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 wait. But what I was going to say is that then we swapped to Kylix Y, and yes. we were so dazzled by the fact that characters introduced themselves and got named in the same scene. It, it was in the pilot. Every single character was given their name in the pilot. It was amazing. I mean, I, I will tell you, by the way, after I watched this episode, I was complaining to Lauren about them not naming the astronaut lady... And I did say that was why we liked Kyle's Y so much. <laughs> they were so good. They gave us those names right away. Boom, boom, boom. Gold standard for saying characters. I'm trying. Right, yeah. I'm having a problem right now where I'm. I'm so I watched this episode uh, uh, on, on Saturday, and, mm-hmm. and we're recording this on a Tuesday. I wasn't feeling well on 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 Sunday when we record. Uh, so I'm trying to like remember. It was two men and I, an older, like an older, like you're a middle aged, like blonde woman, right? Uh, and, and, and unfortunately for me, all I can imagine right now is, is the doctor, Graham and, and, and Ryan. <laughs> that's just like, those are the two men and that's the woman that comes to my head. I think is, they're both bald white men. I'm pretty sure that one of them was Graham and the other one was Ryan. And no, because they don't show his... up until later and they would be dead. 
Well, it's 2049. This is their oh, ultimate right. fate. So he yo-yos and says gravity is not what I it's, would expect. Why is... The, yeah, she explains that the moon is getting heavier and nobody knows why, and they're the astronauts who are being sent to fix it with nuclear bombs. It's also worth mentioning that the doctor, when the astronauts walk in and, like, point guns at them, the doctor's like, hey, if you've got a problem with me being here, you might as well shoot this kid first. I am... pushes Courtney in front of him. He's a freak. I'm absolutely intrigued by why these three astronauts brought guns to the moon, and also why they didn't use them later when a situation warranted having guns, and they well, just they didn't. did bring. Huh? Why did they bring? Hmm. When I was in when I was in like fourth grade, our teacher like gave us a piece of paper, and it was like, "Here's a list of things. Choose five of them that you would bring to the moon." And it was like a little like thought exercise. And you um, said nuclear bomb, nuclear no, no, bomb, no, it was a, bomb, it was nuclear a, bomb, <laughs> nuclear bomb. It was a list of things, and it was like rope, uh, sleeping bag. Ma- it, I think this was like an actual like thing. I think I don't think this was just some crazy cracked shit my teacher came up with. No, but sure. anyway, one of the things was like a lighter, and one of the things was like a handgun and five bullets. And it was like, well, you might want to bring a. This is like fourth grader logic. Well, I might want to bring a gun in case there's aliens on the moon. One for Courtney, one for Clara, and three for the doctors. And then it was like, don't bring a lighter because there's no oxygen on the moon. You know, you're thinking about these things as a fourth grader. And I mm-hmm. guess that, uh, I guess is in my main thesis that this episode was written by a fourth grader for fourth graders. <laughs> Peter Hardis is also thinking about those little green men, and and what if they're like, we need to go on this moon mission. You ne- you never know. Now, to be completely fair to Lundvik and the other guys, uh, there were people stationed on the moon, like miners, I think and they say, gonna... <laughs> who were killed. They died for sure, but they di- they died at death. I guess that this is in the Doctor Who universe where aliens canonically exist, unless you're in the Moffat era and they all forgot about them. Thanks, history monks. <laughs> But like when people when people die out in space, if I was like the, I would be like, oh, you know, their oxygen, they just got sucked out and they died. I wouldn't be like the spiders killed them. And I guess that shows how short short sighted I am and how much of a fool I am. Because yeah, they yeah, it's spiders- really embarrassing that you admitted to that. Um, funny line here. So they're gonna. They think that alien aliens or maybe Moon is getting bigger, so they have to blow up them um, just a bit, just to make it lighter, I guess. Um, Funny line here, Courtney gets out of the spaceship and she says, one small step for a thing, one giant thing for a thingy thing. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen Moffat wrote that line. Yeah, I was going to say that has Moffat's nasty, grubby fingerprints all over it. Now, this this was weird, by the way. I was confused about this because the doctor was like, I'm going to make Courtney the first woman to walk on the moon. And then he decided to take them to 2049 when other yeah, people. Yeah, the implication. Feasibly... The implication would... is that no other women have ever, no women have ever been to the moon when people were well, going to the moon. She right? gets out and says that, and then Lundvik is like, "So there, like, there goes so much for history, or something like right, that." Right. So she so is no the first woman in... on the moon. Yeah, it's... no women ever went to the moon, even though people were setting up moon bases and stuff. No women. Yeah, were it's kind of weird. Yeah, it it really is like I guess they just never get got around to it. Now, I, so so they get on the moon. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> I look at your notes. First of all, I see that you refer to uh, Lundvik as Moon Lady, and then you I think do I started get, calling her Space Lady by the and end. And then, and then I do see you got one of the men is named Henry, which I'm impressed mm-hmm. that you got that. And so we find out that uh, well, he's going to die, so we have to get his name first. I really respect the fact that uh, this this episode is like. I wouldn't say it's the primary plot. It's not the secondary plot. I wouldn't even say it's the tertiary plot. I would say that the quaternary plot is about the fate of space travel in the late 
And then, no, like, I think the, the main plot of this episode is the seeds of death. Well, I was going to say that, like, we learn about two space programs in this episode. And the first is the, like, dilapidated British space program. Dilapidated. What did I say? Dilapidated. I just listen. I can't speak this week. I don't. I don't know what's happening. I've got. I've got a. I've got the O'Brien deep space nine aphasia disease. Um, I haven't gotten there yet. You, yeah, deep space nine is good. Uh, and then uh, we also know that Mexico's got their own space base. Uh, and I just think like good for other countries. You'd think that this would be all about like U.S. and Russia. Um, but you know, shout out to the shout out to the uh, to the lesser known space agencies. You know. Yeah, although I think it's implied that they all have disbanded <laughs> at this point. The two so, the two holdouts were yeah, Mexico she says that, and the UK. That the Mexican Space Agency sent some some miners to mine and nobody knows what happened, but they lost contact with Ten them. Years and ago. after that the tides got all fucked up and it's been causing havoc on Earth. Um And this is the part all- where she says, Henry, go prime the bombs and we all can start saying goodbye to Henry. <laughs> goodbye, Henry. Um, and then, <laughs> also when the shuttle, the space shuttle land, we didn't mention this, when the space shuttle lands, it, like, just crash lands, um, which, to me, says that this is a suicide mission, though I don't think any of them ever, I guess at the very end, Lundvig I is think like, it's implied, if not said, that yes, none of them expect to be going back. I do but, think that, if there, look, up until the point where it happens, there, like, I was mostly liking this episode, Cause it's like it's like oh I mean I didn't know what it was <laughs> it's like oh this is a cool like moon kind of kind of spooky like what's what's the mystery what's going on um, and I liked when you know as sort of like background world building type stuff the doctor like observes that their their ship their shuttle is like old and kind of used looking and none of the crew seem to really know what they're doing here like she tells Henry to prime the bombs and he's like. Uh, yeah, is that, uh, is it the, how do I do that? And the doctor's like, okay, this is, this is very, like, thrown together as a mission, which I think is a, a fun detail, uh, for my favorite reason that I'll get to in just a second. I'm so excited. It's the only shining light about this. They go inside of the moon base and there's spider webs everywhere. And this is where, this is where I was like, ooh, this could be a cool episode. I didn't know yet why people had been freaking out about us watching this one i was like oh this is cool it's got maybe like, it's the scary spider maybe it's the spare scary spider episode yeah um so yeah they're like you know there were four people here on the moon and uh once everything went wrong like the satellites got pulled out of orbit so we couldn't contact them the only message that they managed to transmit to us was screaming okay i retract i retract my why did they take guns to the moon question yeah <laughs> I, I forgot that they were they've received transmission that said help we are being killed by spiders right now and then she says that this happened about 10 years ago so 2039 and the reason that they weren't able to come until now is because like space agencies don't really exist anymore the only shuttles are in museums and sam they, can you can you do me a favor, and for our listeners who don't give us money, one dollar a month, for example, can you tell our listeners about our one of our favorite episodes, The Seeds of Death? Well, at patreon.com slash pottingbros for just a dollar, you can learn about The Seeds of Death, a second Doctor serial set in the late 21st century, which I, I really can't tell if it's intentional, but has perfect continuity with this, in which we find out that... Space travel is a thing of the past due to a system called the travel mat, 
which handles all transportation and basically everything that anyone ever does for any reason on Earth. They are so reliant on the travel mat, or the T-mat as they call it, that they have no reason to use spaceships. So the T-mat moon base, when it loses contact with Earth, and there's no T-mat to get them up there, the only way to get there is to find a rocket ship, and the only rocket ship left is in a museum run by a guy named Eldred, one of many classic One of the many Eldreds. Eldreds. <laughs> and he shows uh, up, and not only is he, like, in this, but he's, like, he's, like, this decrepit, like, old crotchety space museum owner, because he's, like, nobody, you're coming here to laugh at me and make fun of my... He's, yes, like, you're gonna learn come that and make kids fun go of go to my... his museum to laugh at him for having a space Cringe! shuttle. Cringe! Which is so funny, because this takes place before that. This is, like, the early, mid-21st century, and... Uh, Lenvik mentions that they have space shuttles in museums, and they're like kids' play places. So kids still are like, "Ooh, wow, a rocket ship!" But by the time we get to the seeds of death, it's like, "Wow, you still have a rocket ship in your museum, loser!" This is like, I mean, this is like when you go to a museum and you see like, you see like a, I don't know, like a, like a 16th century syphilis syringe, and you're like, "Wow, doctors were so." It was medicine, am I right? Like, these guys didn't even know how to get syphilis out of you <laughs> with a proper syringe like we have nowadays. Um, that's pretty cringe. Or like, uh, and I make, and then I make fun of the museum curator for even making me look at it. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this guy putting it? What are you even wow, doing? Wow, you think that history's still good? You, <laughs> that history's older than ever. Boo! That's why Seeds of Death is the best serial of all time. We haven't even I finished think, it. I think we should just burn every th- time that something becomes one year old, we should just get rid of it and burn it. So there's if there's no <laughs> to hide our embarrassment from the future generations. Uh but yes, the Seeds of Death is canon. Um presumably presumably uh we missed the line. They cut the line where Lundvik was like, Yeah, and after everything became really fuzzy. It got covered no, in that, fuzz. No, that doesn't ha- that hasn't happened yet. Oh yeah, they're they're blissfully unaware of the of the. Seeds of death takes place after this, and good thing the doctor is unaware too, because if he had known, he would probably go back to stop himself so he could help the ice warriors succeed in their <laughs> plan because he loves them now. Okay, so um, so they fixed up the children's play place, McDonald's. To uh, launch it into space so they could blow they up the moon. They flew the ball pit to the moon. They flew nukes. the ball. <laughs> The nukes, which are, by the way, also um, museum items. They they mentioned that, too. They're like, no more nukes and no more oh, spaceships. did they say that? Yeah, these are like antiquated ancient stockpile nukes because nobody nobody does that anymore. It's they cringe. arm the bombs and it's like, three, two, one. <laughs> little clown honk. No, it's a bomb for the kids to play with. Bang. It still works. A little flag comes out. Um, and then, uh, so these things are expired. So the doctor said, I'm going to out of basically more or less out of spite to Clara, I'm going to bring this child to the moon so she can walk on the moon and be like, I'm a 15 year old on the moon. This is epic. This is based. Uh Um, she finds a dead skeleton body. So that's like trauma number one for Cora. I'm going to keep a trauma tracker for this child. Uh, so the child finds a dead body and she screams and she's very upset about it. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just tick, oh, tick. we're idiots. Because yeah. in this scene, Courtney says, do you have guns? And they say no. Did you just make up the guns? Well, the doctor was talking about them shooting him. Oh, yeah. So he made up the guns. I guess he made up. He just assumed they had guns. 
Um, can I retract my? So I'm gonna. Ret- I retracted my statement on why didn't they br- on they did bring. <laughs> um, can I? I'm gonna further retract it. Why didn't they bring guns to the moon? Well, guns don't exist anymore now that the team ad exists. <laughs> they teleport the bullet directly right, to your just brain. Right into you. you have to call the moon base and be like, uh, moon base. Sorry, moon base teleporting <laughs> bullet into if you your brain. There's a really funny computer. I'm sorry. I just it's it's on the brain now. Just like They're a like, bullet. all right, we sentence you to death by firing squad. Get in the teleportation booth. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, they just okay. dump a bunch of bullets into the other booth. <laughs> One of these will get you. You're just sitting around <laughs> in your house, minding your own business, and then all of a sudden the, a, the team at operator yeah. puts on a blindfold. I was just thinking, like, this would be the easiest assassination in the world. You're like, you're just mail ordering one bullet into the aorta of someone you don't like. And then the team ad operator's like, well, you know, I got to be impartial about this. They paid us the money to, yep, okay. And then the person's just sitting in their house and they drop dead. We haven't uh, had a chance yet to record our uh, second episode, Terminus the episode. second half of Terminus. We really need to get that done. So that we can roll another we can episode continue and hope, to hope that it's yeah. Seeds of Death. <laughs> We're just, I've just been gambling, you know, uh, gambling that we finish that one uh, one day. I think I think if we ever need to, like, take a week off or whatever and put out a bonus episode, I think that one feels like mandatory <laughs> mandatory listening. We talk about it so much. Anyway, so the child has been traumatized by a dead body. Thank you, Doctor. Um, and then Clara's like, I'm sorry that you are here on the moon and it's scary and there's a dead body here. And Courtney's like, I love it, actually. Just kidding. Um, the power comes on for no particular reason, so they all take off their helmets. Uh, and the doctor, he checks the computer logs. He says the miners didn't find any minerals on the moon at all, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Unless the moon is made of cheese. They didn't find any minerals? They found Did they find of- the moon? I mean, it makes me wonder what they were... I don't know what the moon's... I mean, I know it's made out of dust and rock. I'm sure there's minerals in there. But, like, did they know? (laughs) Anyway, listen, there's still one miner on the moon, if you ask me, folks. Folks, the doctor brought a child to the scary moon (laughs) adventure. I'm mad about it. He looks at pictures that the miners took of the surface of the moon, and there's tectonic stress fractures all over it. And he says the moon... It's cracking is falling apart and then the power goes back out and henry from earlier who we got his name he's walking around outside and the ground starts shaking and he looks into a hole and a screeching creature comes out and attacks him and he dies um this is a really stupid moment um that makes me hate lundvik even more because none of these characters are good in this episode they hear like this chittering screeching monster noise and lundvik goes is that you duke and duke says i "I was so mad about that (laughs) what does that who once again once again peter 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 what happened how did you do that when i hear a car alarm going off outside i'm like lauren did you say something no that's a car alarm oh okay i I wondered why it sounded like a car alarm oh my god this spider is eating my face holy shit i'm dying duke are you okay in there uh so yeah, uh, we see a big spot. I was so fucking bored by the fact that the monster is a big spider, but not, okay. it's like a big orange and this red. This is like sp- it's a weird is, spider. At least this is like my thing that I've been. I will say I will give Peter one piece of credit because he was speaking to me. Because for many many years, I probably talked about this on our podcast multiple times. I've I've talked about which is scarier, a dog sized spider or a car sized spider. And to me, this a spider the size of a small dog is so much scarier than the a spider the size of a car. Because if it's the size of a small dog, that becomes your own personal problem. Whereas if it's 
it's the size of a car, that's no longer your problem. That's like a bigger. That's like the. That's like now the town's problem. You've and said pe- this before, and I will never ever agree with it. It's so much scarier. I'm part of the town, but you don't have to like imagine. Imagine a the a spider the size of a small dog running around in your living room right now, as opposed to like a spider the size of a car stomping around outside. So One what of you're really so saying much is that the thing visor- that's scarier when it comes to a large spider is it being in your okay, own Okay, fine, home. fine, 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 fine. You're walking around outside at night, and a spider the size of a small dog runs up to you. Versus like... And it's like, the, that's what a spider sounds like. It's the size of a, a car, and it's just walking around on the street. And I just go, eh, the army will get it. Yeah! I would say... I but would until the army is... gets here, I'm here with the big spider. But it's like, it's like, it's so much more like, like I'm, vis- I visualize it in my head and the one that's the size of a beagle is so much scarier because it's like you, it's like your, it's like, yes, I, I would be more scared of Godzilla for sure. Like if Godzilla was running around, but like in my mind, a, the spider the size of a small dog is like that is just now my burden in my sir, life. Sir, you're gonna want to see this. I'm gonna what call is it, the- Godzilla? We already know how to deal with that <laughs> thing. No, sir, it's a small Godzilla. Like, my okay, God. I call. I see the spider the size of a car, and I call nine one one. I mean, not like the police. I mean, the police would just show up and shoot it, and you know, other people around. But like, I call nine one one and I say, "Hey, guys, there's a spider the size of a car stomping around here." They're like, we're, you know, someone is going to show up and take care of that. What's your emergency? There's a spider the size of a beagle. It's chasing me. Ah, well, the first thing, sir, the first sir, thing, sir, calm down. Deal your... with it yourself. <laughs> click. <laughs> the first thing they'll ask if I say there's a really big spider is they'll say, now, is it the size of a beagle or is it the size of a car? And I'm going to be like, it's a beagle. And then they'd be like, I'm sorry, this is not an emergency. You, <laughs> It is your burden in life to, once again. And I know I've done this before on our podcast. I'm sure of it. Listeners, which is scarier? <laughs> this beagle, the spider the size of a beagle or the spider the size of a sedan? Post in our, like, message us in our Discord. Send us an ask on t- Tumblr. I need to know. I need to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to do academic research and I will come back next week because it is absolutely the beagle. Because this episode, if, if, because Peter is the master of scares. We know this. And if he wanted, and if it was scarier, then it would be a car-sized spider. But this is a beagle-sized spider, and it jumps on the guy's face, and it webs him, and he dies. Here's something that I'll say. I feel like what you're... what you're, I, I think I understand maybe what you're getting at in terms of... It's the fact that the, the spider that is too big, but not, like, unbelievably big, is right. like... It's in the uncanny valley. Yeah, it's not movie monster... Scary. It's Doctor but Who it's, TV episode. At the Monster. at the idea that if it's not movie monster big, then anyone who is farther away from it than you will just go, and eh, not my problem. And just I keep think walking. It, I really, I really do. I really think if there was like, okay, if if I came into my living room and you know the big Harry Potter spider was in there just chilling and was like and, and was like, I'm going to kill you. I'd be like, oh fuck. I'm leaving. 
But if there was like a little beagle-sized spider <laughs> skittering around, he's so fast, he's so You would there. say, oh, fuck, I'm leaving. I'd say, this is way, I'd say, I really wish the big Harry Potter spider was in here right now. That'd be way more preferable. <laughs> a beagle-sized spider running around in your living room, and then it I sees this... you and starts running at you. Go, I don't ah, <laughs> I wish it was bigger. I don't reach for the bug spray or the shoe. I reach for the growth ray. Because <laughs> that makes it no longer my problem. That makes it science and God's problem. That makes it the problem of mankind. The bigger We're the spider... We're monitoring the situation. Don't worry, everyone. We will <laughs> do something about it if it gets any bigger. <laughs> that makes it Joe Biden's problem. I need <laughs> well, to know... Well, then you're really fucked. Yeah. Well, <laughs> He's gonna send weapons to it. <laughs> okay, so the, the terrifying beagle-sized spider that isn't terrifying because it just makes me mad. That's the other thing is I'm not scared of these spiders because we'll talk about it later. They do start webbing Duke or Henry or Miller or whatever his name is. and Henry is dead outside. Miller is Henry Miller from The Secret Life of the American <laughs> Teenagers. I think is why you said that. Um. Oh, the doctor looks at the spider. Because the spider's in the room with them and the doctor says, I've decided that these are this is Jurassic Park and they Yeah, detect what movement. the hell was this? If I know one thing about spiders, it's number one, that they're bacteria. Number two, that they can sense movement. Just like bacteria can. Yeah, he's like, it can only see us if we're moving. We have to go very slowly toward the exit. Oh, see, this would have been a really cool thing. I would have been better off with the reveal that the spiders... I don't give any fuck about the tension of this episode. I would have been better about the reveal of the spiders being bacteria if it was like, oh, they're attracted to chemical signals. You know, don't stink at them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't give off any chemicals. If it was like you threw a donut and it was like, or I don't know. Duke, stop farting! (laughs) <laughs> but it's like ah yes just like but i love it captain just like all kinds of prokaryotic bacteria um yeah this is okay well let's just say it okay okay they they uh the gravity turns off for no reason and... this okay wait hold on a second this is another thing <laughs> this is another thing and i don't even think it's explained and it doesn't make any fucking sense and none of this episode makes sense but especially not this why is the gravity fluctuating that because doesn't make is sense. Just kind of vibes based. It's broken. It's weird like, because the gravity turning off feels like it's a scene that happens in a sci-fi movie where the the power is what's keeping the artificial gravity on, but that's not what's happening here. So the fact that the lights turn off and the gravity turns off is just complete nonsense. There's gravity because the moon is big. The moon's haunted. The moon got bigger, and that's the whole point is the moon got heavier. Which I'll get yeah. to that in a fucking second because I'm still mad about that too. We'll put a pin in that one. But, like, the moon got bigger, and then it got smaller, and then it got bigger, and then it, like... Unless he's like, oh, the creature is a gravity boy, and it makes the gravity, it eats gravity, so it's feeding right now. Like, there's no reason why they're like, well, we're floating now. Fuck you, Peter. Your yeah, episode I can't sucks. Remember. It might be in my notes somewhere, uh, but I think there's like a really useless, like, ah, gravity fluctuation or something. Okay, but so anyway, they all, they the all run out of the- gravity turns back on again for literally no reason, and Courtney sprays the spider with her disinfectant, which kills it, and the doctor- says ah i see it's a prokaryotic organism <laughs> i really love when he said prokaryotic prokaryotic which is um, not the word and he prokaryotic he says, 
Sorry, he, yeah, because because the spray kills ninety nine percent of germs. Now, I would counter that if I sprayed a spider with with Lysol, I think the spider would probably die. I don't know that for sure, and I'm not going to test it out because I'm not going to just kill a random. I spider I mean, if you sprayed no me with Lysol enough, I would probably die. <laughs> if and I, I am sp- going to test that after if, this, well, the, I guess I guess the question is if I spray a beagle sized spider with Lysol with the beagle. If I sprayed a werewolf sized werewolf with moonlight, <laughs> if I point the Koinor diamond at a werewolf there's a um, there's a doctor dialogue moment here because i i still was kind of uh tentatively interested in the episode at this point so there's a, a dialogue moment here that i liked which is he says that it's a prokaryotic organism and then he says which as you and me know well not you and me well you certainly not courtney as you and me pointing at lundvik <laughs> yes scientists no and i thought that was funny that was pretty funny. I like when Peter Capaldi is like a real, really like depersonalized asshole mm-hmm. to Capaldi. every human. So oh, yeah. he says that the spider is a massive germ. Yeah, no, and the not, reason no, that Courtney no. flew into the air is because the mass of the moon is unstable. Which one do you want to get mad about first? Okay, number one. No, that's not how germs work. That's not how bacteria work. You can't just be like, this is a big, what is it? One, is it a mono, is it like a, is it like a colony? Of bacteria, he is says it, it is a unicellular. unicellular now, I will say, mito- yeah, I know that you hated this. I'm not against it. There is unicellular bacteria that is visible to the naked eye on Earth. Yeah, that is yeah, real. Yeah, it's like it's like a hair sized. But we're dealing with we're dealing with moon giant aliens. But why so is I'm, it a? Why I don't is mind it, this. But why is it a spider? There's other things about it that I mind more. Also, it's just, I know this is super pedantic of me, and I'm sorry, but when he says it's got non-chromosomal DNA, I know, okay, is he saying it's got a plasmid? Because, yeah, bacteria have, like, extracellular DNA that's non-chromosomal. But bacteria do have chromosomes, they just don't have, like, linear, they're not, like, complicated, like, multi, you know, they don't have the 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 pairs and the linear chromosome. They just got one really nice, efficient circle, uh, and it's very cool. Well, this but, is like, a space bacterium. So it has non-chromosomal DNA, so it's not right. a bacteria. Or it's got a plasmid. <laughs> or he's just saying it has a plasmid. I just, I he's just, just trying I to just, sound smarter by using more bigger words. He's like, he's like looking at its eight legs. He's like the complicated motor proteins. Listen, I love bacteria, and I think they're really neat, and they're not big spiders. Wow, you love bacteria. You I must do. Want I us think all they're dead. I think they're super cool, and I, I, I think they're. It's fascinating, and they're not spiders, and that doesn't make any sense. And you can't just you can't just make a spider and go actually because the moon is a really big egg. That means it's got really big bacteria. Okay, sure, and also it looks like a spider. No, you lost me there, Peter. The second thing. Okay, why why is the moon why is the mass of the moon unstable if it's a big that doesn't egg? make any sense because the whole thing here is that the moon it's has a big more egg. mass than it used to and it's getting more massive it's getting heavier it's fucking up gravity okay fine we are in the realm of physics and science that is what would happen if the moon for whatever reason had like a doubled mass from what it has now yes it would pull on the earth more and it would cause various problems and that is what's going on. I don't want to get too into what's actually happening here, but yes, this is correct. The mass of the moon the mass has of the moon increased is increasing. over time. Why is it I'll, able I'll, to just suddenly blink back where's down the mass to going? the point yeah. that, by the way, 
Courtney is hovering. Floating. That which wouldn't is happen less, on the moon the now. less gravity. You can jump and, and, and get airtime, but yeah, you're not floating away. So where's... It's getting light. Ugh. Okay. And and we'll get... Maybe another, another moon flew over. Put another in pin in this fucking physics and mass argument about the moon when we get to the real root cause of it, because I'm going to be mad Maybe. about this forever. Okay. Anyway, so, Lundvik then says... Oh no, Duke died. That's really sad because his first grandchild was just born. He taught me how to fly. We're really close. <laughs> I love oh, when you. I hate showing. I hate showing, and I love telling so goddamn much. Um, so Courtney, Courtney says, yeah. "I I want to go home." And what the doctor could do is get in the TARDIS and take her back to Earth at at school and drop her off and come back, but he doesn't. Yeah, I know we I know we talk about this one and the doctors like leave or or but and only sometimes. But sometimes the they do, and those episodes yeah. actually tend to be pretty good, like uh Legend, <laughs> Legend of the, the Sea Devils. <laughs> they worked really hard on that one. Yeah, they worked um, really hard on this one too, and I loved it. So uh so just like in the episode where <laughs> Uh, they go outside and Claire's like, hey, you got Courtney involved in this and that's not okay. And then just like in the episode where Clara uh, tries to kill 15 children, she does say, I have a duty of care. That must be like a British teacher thing to say. I don't know. Cause she I've says heard the term before we watched this show, but I can't remember when or where or why. But... I know that people get mad at us. Various people have gotten mad at us for saying Clara tried to kill 15 children, but like textually, literally like, what look, she at, tried to look do. at the text, she really did try to kill 15 children. Um, but anyway, um, there, uh, the doctor also says that Courtney's fine, she's 35, haha, what, she's what a freak. So he sends her back to the TARDIS, she asks if he has any games, and he slams the door in that her was, face, which okay, I did like. This is, this is the, this is the Courtney becoming my favorite character in the episode arc, because... She, yeah, she says, do you have any games on this thing? And then later she's just going to be on her phone. And I really respect that from her. Um, and she's on her Tumblr. And we'll talk Cla- about that later. Yeah. And Clara says in this moment, like, can't we, j- this is can something just, that I don't yeah. think has ever been suggested on, on Doctor Who before is, can we just go? This because, is like, like, this is, we've been to the future and seen the moon in the sky. So like, it's, and he's whatever like, happens, it's going to work out. Can we just this leave? Is, this is where the show, uh, you know, because the because the the topics of this episode are not fucking packed enough about does the doctor perceive time non linearly? Uh, can the time lords like see the future and the past and the present? Because that's been floated by before, I think. But this is like, oh, it's a fuzzy, it's a fuzzy gray area. Something could happen here. I don't know. I don't know if yeah, we intervene. Yeah, he says like we've seen the moon in the sky, but like we don't know what like. You know, it's possible that that moon is like a replacement moon in some way. So, like, it might get blown up now. I don't know. Let's or stick it's around possible, and find out. Or it's possible that it's only still here because of our intervention. Right. So, whatever happens, we should stay here, is his argument. Um, and we see Lundvik in the background just, like, listening to this conversation and just... She's saying just kind fucking of giving nothing. them the side eye, like, huh, yeah. guess they're time travelers. Guess they're time travelers, <laughs> doesn't really yeah. follow up on it at all. And then we see Courtney on her phone in the TARDIS. Uh-huh. Um, and then, uh, I guess at some point the doctor says the moon is dying or they need to kill. I, I, I don't know how this idea gets floated, but she's like, the moon can't die. And then he says, yeah, everything can die, including moons, I guess. Um, everything dies eventually, he says. Um, they, at this point, they look over the side of a cliff and see the other dead astronauts from the first thing. And they're just like, oh, there they are. There they are. <laughs> Does it really ever like mean anything for the episode they literally just see them and they're like oh there they are 
Um, we then briefly, just like for no reason, it has no bearing on the episode. The spiders kind of stop mattering after this point where the spiders like are in their creepy little spider hole. And, uh, and Clara, first of all, Clara tries to spray it, but she can't cause they're in space. Um, but also, uh, the doctor's like, ah, sunlight, UV radiation. Well, Clara is the one who- Oh yeah, Clara's like, says, they don't go out in the sun because sunlight is the best disinfectant. Which, now I, I fact-checked this, uh, on Earth, UV radiation is a good disinfectant for water, but not just, if you're just sitting in the sun, it doesn't disinfect you because of the ozone layer. But, there's no ozone layer on the moon, so this might actually make sense. This is the they, only they thing- put- that is remotely sure. plausible in this episode in not, terms of science. I'm not super up to date on astrobiology, which is a field, and that's a very cool thing, science of life in, in space. But I do, I, I could have sworn they like put like tardigrades and little bacteria and stuff out into space, like into the vacuum with the radiation. Some can just like be fine. I would, I mean, tardigrades I, will fucking deal with anything. I would say that if if these uh, if these spider creatures have been here, you know, evolved for billions of years, then probably they they can uh they probably would have a way to deal with it but but i now, mean who am i to say i have an issue here oh j- finally it's about time that we really started tearing into this episode <laughs> because clara at this point is like is it possible that the reason the moon is massive right now in more more so than usual is because it's like infested full of, it's with full of spiders and the doctor says i don't think so because it has an extra 1.3 billion tons, it would have to be, like, completely packed to exploding with those things. Now, I don't know why he's certain that that's not the case, considering that the moon seems to be packed to exploding with something. But he does uh, rule that out. Now, I... Uh, no, okay, we'll, we'll come back to what my problem is with that later. Because it doesn't... It, we don't have the information yet. So... They uh, shine a flashlight into the hole and see more spiders. And the doctor says, wow, those spiders must have been on the moon forever, but they've been multiplying over time. Uh, And he tosses his yo-yo in and it comes back out slimy, which is upsetting. He, I mean, the doctor, if we know one thing, he knows his slime. So I can believe that he can recognize amniotic fluid when he sees it. Yeah, he says, oh, this is that stuff from Kyle XY. Can you explain to me why the doctor jumped into the hole, what his plan was, and what he was trying to do? I think he jumped into the hole so that when they go to commercial, there's it's, like, tense because we know that he won't be around later in the episode, so we assume that he dies. Is his plan, like, I'm going to go kill all the spiders? Like, what was he doing here? Because he's just like, I'm gonna... No, he just jumps into the hole. He He takes the disinfectant with him, and Clara's like, well, I guess we just have to believe that he won't die. We then, uh, yeah, Doctor's gone, and you think that's how he disappeared, but nope. Uh, they go back to, to the, the base, and Courtney, uh, Courtney is on her Tumblr posting pictures of the moon. Cause she I... calls, she calls Clara, that's right. Does she, now, does Courtney have a, uh, universal reception type deal like other people on the TARDIS have had? Or is this trying to imply that Tumblr will still be online and functional in 2049? I mean, the really funny thing is that in this episode, we learned that all the satellites got knocked out of space by the moon. So, like, it has to be the TARDIS. It has to be. 
I guess it does. The, that's how they get on the Wi. She gets on the Wi-Fi and she whatever happens in that episode. Oh, she gets sucked into the. I feel like thing. there's some deleted scenes in this episode because there's a lot of stuff where Lundvik is like being given information that shows that they're time travelers, and she never says a word about it. She's really single-minded. She's monomaniacal because she just wants to. Because fuck, Courtney is like, I'm, I'm just posting pictures from the moon on Tumblr, and Clara's like, Well, don't do that. And then Lundvik is like, oh, Tumblr, my grandma used to be on Tumblr. This is the one, this is like the, that was like the one moment in this episode I smiled because I was thinking about like, like in 2049, you will, I mean, the website will be gone by then for sure. Everything on that website is going away. I mean, at this point, it feels like the website's going to be gone in three months. (laughs) But people have been saying that, I, I haven't been on Tumblr that long, but as I understand it, people have been saying that about Tumblr for like 15 years. That's true. Like, they today keep is the, somehow today, finding some today fucking maniac is the last, to buy They're it. like Tumblr is going away right now, and then it keeps lingering on. So twenty forty nine, but like, yeah, I do think one day people will be scrolling through their grandma's Tumblr, looking at the one cest fan art that they posted. Um, do you think that Lund- Lundvik's grandma was a fandom blogger Mimsy? or? Uh, oh yeah, Mimsy did have. That. Do you think she was a fandom blogger or was she a hipster blogger? Um, I'd have to know this character to have any opinion on that, can and you I make don't up really the, know can who you she ma- is. You didn't see the deleted scene where we get a flashback of Lindvik with her grandma on her Tumblr? And, I uh, really do think that- well, I actually, I already know about one confirmed deleted scene from this episode, so I think there must have been a scene that was cut where they, well, they tell her that they're time, that travelers. time travelers. Probably the scene where she fucking introduced herself with her name. Because, yeah, this- where she's like, oh, my grandma used to be on Tumblr, that's so funny- Makes sense if she's already, like, completely come to terms with the fact that she's dealing with time travelers. Um, <laughs> but, like, if if you just were in the middle of this recording, you're like, oh, hold on, I have to go uh, to Prussia. <laughs> I would probably say, first of all, we're recording a podcast. Second of all, how are you going to do that? It doesn't exist anymore. I need to go to Minsk to uh, investigate Latnock with Tom Foss. Goodbye. Um... So they find Henry's bones. Oh no! They gotta go. They gotta run because shaking moon's scary. Very bad. Um, uh, the skeleton's happy though. The space shuttle, uh, because of Earth moon, I mean moonquakes, uh, is now perched precariously on the sorry. edge of the cliff and falls in. Oh no! Oh, and then the doctor pops out of the ground and he's fine. You so. fucking thought I was gonna be gone. Nice try. The reason I'm absent from the end of the episode is much stupider. So they go into the TARDIS and um. And the, the, or they go into the moon base and, and, uh, Clara does a callback to Cold War, which he's like, the last time we lost the TARDIS, it ended up in the North Pole or whatever. Um, and then the and doctor says, yeah, you and the TARDIS have never gotten along, have you? He like gets, he like gets in contact with Courtney somehow with the sonic screwdriver. He uses the sonic screwdriver to patch the TARDIS, like, what, communication whatever. screen just onto a random screen. It is what it is. Um, oh, but before then, that, though, there's a little joke here, because mm-hmm. uh, Clara says that she can't call Courtney because she doesn't have her students' phone numbers, which is normal, and she can't get it from the school secretary because the secretary hates her because she thinks that Clara gave her a packet of incontinence pads for Secret Santa. Okay. Now- I mean, And she did also- I don't understand. I don't know the circumstances here. If I was Clara in that situation, I would probably say I that I, I didn't, didn't do that. <laughs> that wasn't me. 
Why do you think that I did that? Anyway. Well, you know, she's school staff, and school staff does tend to be a a little bit insane. So it's it's entirely possible that she did have that conversation. It didn't work. Uh, The doctor reveals what he found when he crawled into the hole. Oh, I'm sorry. Before we get to that, I do – this is another – because, again, it hasn't happened yet, so I'm still on board with the episode, and I'm enjoying it mostly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Clara mentions – or he, she like pulls up her phone. She she doesn't have Courtney's uh, phone number, but she does she follow does have her, her Tumblr. on Tumblr. I guess very appropriate. Mm-hmm. And she sees Courtney posting these pictures, and the doctor sees it and says, Ugh, "She can't post pictures of me online." And then in the middle of this, like Clara's like, "What are we gonna do? We can't. I have no way of getting in contact with her." The doctor just puts a picture of her up on the screen or uh, like a video feed and it's like don't post pictures of me online so he could have he could have gotten in contact with her this whole time okay so the doctor reveals what he learned by crawling into the hole and pretending to die for a little bit which uh-huh. is that the moon isn't breaking up it's hatching because it's a big egg now let's talk a little bit about mass shall we uh-huh. Also, I do want to yeah. I think this will be my last positive note about uh-huh. this episode. Yeah. It's all downhill from here. Uh because I really liked uh his like satisfaction. He's so happy to get to tell them this. He's like it doesn't live under the it doesn't live inside the moon. It is the moon. It's an always, egg. Always, always like, has been. Always has like, been. Yeah. He's so into it. Okay. I'm not an egg spurt. but like when your episode violates the law of conservation of mass we have a problem and so i was like okay surely an egg does not i know i know in my heart that an egg doesn't get heavier as it as it gestates because that doesn't make any fucking sense but go on not it does not get heavier but it doesn't it gets an egg gets lighter like a chicken egg loses weight as it as it as time passes because it loses water. Like where I understand science fiction and I don't need I don't I'm not asking well what I'm asking for is that Peter didn't write this episode cuz it was bad. But like <laughs> if you're going to make a thing about the moon getting heavier and you're going to make a thing about the moon being an egg. First of all, where is the where is the mass coming from? Where? Because it can't be coming from the moon, because then the moon wouldn't well, be changing back. And it's like on the on the same note. This is what I was going to say earlier, but I I didn't want to get ahead of myself. The stuff with the the spider bacteria stuff, like filling the moon and contributing to the mass. Like we're not just talking about ignoring conservation of mass. That is like spontaneous generation type shit. That's like how did these worms appear in my sack of grain? I love being a peasant in the thirteen hundreds. <laughs> Like, that is, that is, like, ancient science. Right. Like, this is nothing, this is, this is, this defies, this not only defies, like, science, but it defies, like, logic of the viewer. Like, I look at this and I just say, no, I will not accept that. I will not accept that the moon is increasing in mass unless you give me the reason of, like, the aliens are blasting it with a mass ray. It's not, like, where is the carbon coming from? Where is the mass coming from? Where, it's in literally in the vacuum of space. It's it not carbon, it's cheese. It can't be getting bigger. There's no way. It doesn't make any sense. It's eating the no. spiders. It, but the, where are the, where do their, where does their mass come from? They're eating it. 
How is the moon getting so much big? Oh, okay, whatever. Okay, so the moon's a big egg, and it's getting heavier, like eggs are always doing. They're they're always getting bigger and bigger. That's how eggs work. Um, that's it. Yeah, and then um, I, we've spent enough time talking about the science of it, so I'm just going to quickly posit that we have a pretty good idea of where the moon came from, and the idea that it just popped into being and it's an egg. Yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. That too is like we we we're pretty sure the moon is like a piece of our planet, right? Or like or multiple astral bodies that collide. Well, it's, with a, it's, our it's actually really interesting, and we don't know for sure, but there's like a few things that could have explained it. But uh, it was it's a big generally egg. believed that the most likely explanation is that another planet that doesn't exist anymore crashed into the earth and became the earth's lower mantle and then space a big is, hunk um, of the earth flew into space and became the moon space is too big like like i i like microscopes and i like little things because when i think about space i get filled with like existential horror <laughs> like that's too big that's too long that's too hot that's too like no i don't like that i don't like i was that an astronomy all. major i did i did i didn't go forward with it but scares the yeah. fuck out of me so okay moon <laughs> is big egg it's always been there um and then what's her name lundvik ludwig who cares She's like, how are we going to kill the big egg? And then Clara and Courtney are like, kill a baby. We're doing this shit right now. And uh, we're off. And, and then here the episode we go. title changed to Don't Kill the Moon, It's a Baby. So the doctor does first of all say that you absolutely could abort the moon with the bomb, with the firepower they have. Yes. That would work. But um, they start going, they start going very into the, the ideas and the arguments around abortion. Like, like, it's just an innocent, vulnerable baby. Like, you would kill it before it even has a chance to feel the sun on what its if back? This, what if this moon creature is the next Mozart, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, uh, Nikola Tesla? You and don't even know. Lundvik says it's destroying the Earth, and Clara says, You cannot blame a baby for kicking. Clara, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's... It what it's all the ba- it's all the babies on Earth. It's all the life on Earth. It's all the children on Earth. It's all the people on Earth. It's all the all the plants and animals on Earth. I'm sorry. I'm gonna controversially say that if you have to kill one baby to protect all the other babies in the whole world, boy, does that suck to have to kill that baby. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I really don't. But I think for all the babies, what about all those unborn fetuses, Clara? If you want to protect the unborn fetus, that can't we just kill this one? Can we please just kill this one baby and not and like just have to accept that? Like for all the Here's other babies. Here's a problem that I have though, uh-huh. because this doesn't make any goddamn sense. It'll make oh, we're sense. getting back into the science. Okay, It'll hold on. Make, yeah. So, so because this entire debate, if we're gonna do this, which we shouldn't, and I don't know if I've said this already, I personally believe that this episode should not have been made. Oh no, yeah, absolutely. If we're going to do this, it has to be founded, like, on stable ground of cause and effect. Because if we don't know what will happen if we do one thing or the other, then at that point, we're just having an abortion debate. And, well, it's it's kind of, you can kind of think about, you can, well, yeah. They ask the doctor. If we hap- put bombs yeah. inside the moon and blow up the creature, can you tell what us will, will it be okay? And he's like, "Sorry, I'm not telling you. I don't no, know. Wrong. That's not what happens." Oh, he says, "Oh if yeah, he do says, that. He says then he says the baby be fine. will stop growing. It will still be incredibly massive, and without the growth to keep splitting the moon apart like a hatching egg, 
its mass will just suck the moon back together in one piece. Now, that won't solve anything. Because the problem isn't that the moon is hatching. They didn't it's, know that till they got here. It's that when the moon hatches, it, the shell will destroy the Earth, I guess. Well, that's that's the thing that they're like, is that a concern? I don't know. Because, lest we forget, the reason that they are here is that the moon is too massive and they wanted to blow it up out of existence. I think And that, now they're yeah. talking about blowing it up to keep it at its current mass, which we, won't solve anything. Well, this sort of metaphor for if if a pro you know, the pro life arguments that we're always having. We you and me, we're always debating this. And and you're always telling me like you know, because you're 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 uh, pro life and I think it's disgusting, but uh mm-hmm. you're always saying like well, I'm always saying, you say like that, you know, you never know, the baby might be the next Einstein, Elon Musk. And I'm always saying, Kyle well, XY. you, <laughs> yes, but we don't know what's going to happen when the baby hatches from the mother's egg. Um, that it could also, space it could also become, yeah, exactly. It could also, or it could be Hitler. Like, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen when that baby comes out. That baby could kill us all. Yes, that's that's another part of it. Again, this is very muddy. There's a lot of conflicting trolleys going in different directions and different babies on different tracks. When we get to the end of the episode, I'm gonna I'm just gonna lay out the trolley problem, nice and simple, and you'll you'll understand what Peter was going for. Trust me. Okay, and I look forward to it. But for now, what we have is okay. So. Thing number one, <laughs> the moon like is very massive. Crazy. That's a problem. It's getting bigger. Blowing up the moon will, will not... not solve that problem. But it Unless will... <sighs> we blow it up so hard that it explodes out of the sky, which was our original plan, thereby reducing the mass by dispersing it. However, our concern is that if we let this thing live, it will hatch which could potentially send moon chunks flying you down toward Earth to kill people, you know which what was I've not also about? something that we were planning yeah, on doing on purpose. Exactly. They were going to... I never considered that watching the episode. Their plan was to blow up the moon and make moon chunks happen. Why is that any different than the original plan that they were going to have? Right. Anyway. Now they're like, we can't let it hatch. It'll make moon chunks happen. I was going to do that, oh, damn for- it. For the sake of the discussion of the episode, because we will not be able to summarize the episode without just accepting it at its own terms, the choice they have to make in the episode, even though they said contradictory information like the whole time, is will they abort the moon baby to save the Earth's planet, or will they let the moon baby hatch... Which they believe will destroy the Earth, but they're not 100% certain on that, but that's the information they're currently working with. They don't know that letting it hatch will help anything. They don't know that killing it will help anything. If anything, they have reason to believe that killing it will just mean that the problems that they came here to solve will continue. However, no, but I'm saying that when they have their when they have their their uh impassioned plea to vote now on your phones, people of Earth, the moral quandary that they present, even though they they're literally lying about it textually because they said so, <laughs> is that they will either save the Earth by aborting the moon baby or not. They'll they'll yes. let the moon baby live and the earth will be destroyed. Did they contradict that multiple times in this moment? Yes, of, co- of course. Yes. Is it impossible to talk about this episode if we if we continue addressing those contradictions? We will be here forever. They ask yes. the doctor what they should do 
and what they should do to fix it and, you know, help us out. And the doctor says, you're humans. This is your planet. You're women. You've, you've got your X and your Y chromosome biotruths. Um, I'm not helping you with this. Also, he, he tells Courtney at this point how to summon the TARDIS by putting a blue disc into the thing. And then she does. And now she's here too. Can I, can I get angry at the doctor again for a minute? Because, listen, the doctor is like, you know, he's like, because she says, like, can't you help us out? You're a time lord. You, you know, like, you should be the one to help us out here. Um, and then he's like, we went to dinner in Berlin in 1937, and we didn't, like, drive by kill Hitler while we now, were there. Now, hold on. Now, listen. <laughs> he says, I've never killed Hitler, and you wouldn't expect me to kill Hitler. I, I, Stephen, can you, you're the showrunner here. Can I please talk to you and have a word with you for a moment? I mean, they didn't kill Hitler, but they certainly, they certainly had a go at it. Until Rory decided Hitler was better off alive, um, textually in the in the writing of the show. There's a bonkers moment here also where <laughs> uh, Clara is like, okay, I want to back up. Because the doctor says, humanity's future should be in humanity's hands. This is not my decision to make. Earth is not my home any more than the moon is yours. You're half human, but okay. <laughs> well. Yeah. So, uh, and he, he says... Humanity already made their decision. They developed the tools to do this. They brought them here with people to operate them. A Time Lord is not needed for this. And then Clara says, but there must be a human more qualified to make this decision than me and than us. Like, say, the President of the United States. For oh, no, 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 no. Don't let him do that. Oh, wait. Uh, sorry, wow. sorry, sorry. Well, oh, I found that Stephen says, Trillia. Uh, she. Her. And also, go. and by the way, she's a lesbian, just so you know. And I know you didn't. I, I just double got you, she says. Stephen wrote that one. Thank you, Stephen. It's so bizarre, by the way, that the doctor, like, head on addresses the Hitler thing. And also, if I was Clara and the doctor was like, let's go have dinner in Berlin in 1937, I'd say, no, thank Why? You. Yeah. I'm, that was, we can go somewhere they, else. Why are they like, that's like, let's the go Nazi have re- dinner in Berlin now. That, in 19- that's fine. The Nazi, the Nazis were in power in 1937. Why was he doing, why is, why is Peter Capaldi such a freak? Why is He's he like, let's coaxing go- Clara into snafus all episode. He's literally like, let's go have a nice meal in fascist Nazi Germany. Why? Yeah, let's go have dinner with Hitler. Let's fill Hitler. They're gonna- <laughs> I hate you so much. I hate you so much for that one. Um, okay, then this is when the doctor says, your planet, your choice, your body, your choice, your women. It's your You've- moon, womankind. It's I'm a your man. Choice. I've got balls full of cum, just like this little boy and, who I brought and, with me. And he says, Clara says... I don't need you to make this into some sort of point. And he says, sorry. Well, actually, no, I'm not sorry. It's time to take the stabilizers off your bike. Oh, Clara. he's such a piece of shit. And he, and she says, so what? You're just going to stand there while we make this decision? And he says, nope. And then he gets in the TARDIS and leaves. Oh, my God. Um, and then... Uh, now, this, this upset me because the moon is continuing to fracture and the spiders all start swarming out and running toward the moon base. In the sunlight, which we were told would kill them. But that doesn't matter anymore. The good news <laughs> is, I don't think that the spiders appear again after this. Right. That's what I was saying, is that, like, like the spiders are such a non-issue. They just was like, like, Stephen read the script and he said, this is great. I, I, I do, I do also believe in pro-life. I don't believe in a woman's right to choose, he said. I believe, put that on the record, he said that. And then he said, but the problem is, 
that there wasn't a scary monster in this episode? Can you put like a spider in it and then Peter it is was very like, weird? Sure. By the way, I, I I still am of the opinion that this episode was not written to be about abortion, but it is very weird with the amount that they made it about abortion. That the doctor is like, I think that it's your problem, and then he gets in his TARDIS and leaves. I don't. That's not loaded at all. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> anyway, so there. This is this is pointless. There's like ah oh no a hey, breach spiders. in the building, and then like a big metal panel gets sucked up onto the broken window and seals it shut, and that's resolved. Great, thank you. Um, this is when Clara says, "What happens if the moon is destroyed?" And then this is when Lun- Lunvik is like, "Oh." chunks of the moon will hurtle towards the earth and that won't happen if we blow up the moon for some reason but it will just accept it um and then clara's like well it's an eggshell right won't it break up in the sky and then she says that i'm uncertain about that the fact that know. it's like an analogic that's not the word in a, in the analogy here it is eggshell it's not like the shell of a chicken's egg it is still the fucking moon well let's put a pin in that um and then yeah. uh and then she's like and that doesn't even you know, and also, by the way, there will then be a giant space monster in the sky the size that, of the moon. Yeah, we don't that, know that one we have absolutely no way of knowing if it will attack us or not, which, correct. Uh, but Clara is like, that doesn't make me feel okay about killing a baby. And then Lundvik is like, well, Earth has lots of babies. Don't you want to have babies? And Clara says, yeah, I'm a lady, so of course I do. Mm, and have then babies. Courtney goes, Mr. Pink. Mr. Pink. And she says, I love him and I can't wait for him to not explode or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, so then they armed the bomb. They set up one hour timer on the bombs, which by the way, um, Courtney is uh, here. This child is here. She didn't really want to be here. And now they are, uh, putting her in a position where in an hour she is going to be killed by a nuclear bomb, which oh, I, well, yeah, I, that's true. The doctor probably should have taken her. <laughs> he actually, I didn't mention it. The TARDIS <laughs> arrives, like literally what happens is. Claire's like, are you going to just stand here and watch us make this decision? And he says, no. The TARDIS arrives. He opens the door, pulls Courtney out, gets it and leaves. So he's like, no, I am going to leave You will Courtney be. You will this. make this decision, child. I mean, we find out later that he's like, I was confident that you would decide not to do it. But mm, anyway, so yes, the situation here, the contrived, stupid situation. I have a, is oh, this reminds me that the bombs said, are yeah. set to blow up in one hour, and they need to choose or not. If they if they push the cancel button, then they won't blow up. But if they push the blow up button, then they will blow up. I fine. It's I set up a, exclusively so that there can be a dramatic moment where Clara pushes the abort button at the last second. <laughs> Wouldn't the abort button be the one that lets the bombs go off? Hey, yeah, it's, it's ironic. Yeah, it's ironic. Um, uh, so they call. So Clara's like, "Okay, we need to. We need. We can't make this decision ourselves. We need to like. <laughs> we need to ask." This is the part where a guy appears on a screen and says, this is ground control. And then I just, she walks over and says, "Lundvik." And I thought that that was her saying, "Hello, Lundvik." Um. Clara says, I, this is a thing that I'm so obsessed with. Clara, Clara says, I have a bad idea. Clara, Clara, who was not on the ship, Clara, who to this man in ground control was not on the ship when they launched, but she's here now, says, I need to get a message to everyone on Earth right now. And then he says, People okay. of Earth, if you want us to blow up the moon, build a new Great Wall of China. <laughs> we'll see it. Okay. So Clara is able to 
Somehow, the man on ground control patches her through to all of the people on the Earth, including the ones who are asleep, because it's a different time zone. Yeah, he's using General Zod's computer. For and all the and fun. also, by the way, all the lights. I guess she's only asking the places where it's night on Earth because that's not how Earth and time works. But everyone people has their lights on. People of the on. Western Hemisphere. Yeah, exactly. I trust the people of the Western Hemisphere to make this decision. And only the only ones them. who are currently at nighttime, because the only ones the who are in daytime, we will not be able to see if your lights are on or not. <laughs> also, if you live in an area where it is currently cloudy, you do not get to vote. You don't get a say. And if you're asleep, you don't get a say. I'm basically asking a very... Also, if you live in a rural area, or are a person that is like not have electricity... You also don't get a say in this, uh, so don't even fucking bother. Basically, people who are living in urban environments on the United States East Coast at this current time, the Earth is in your hands. She if says, you, if yeah. you want us to kill the creature, she explains it, but we don't see it. We, we cut to after she has explained the premise of the episode. If you want us to kill this creature to save Earth... Which, lest we forget, the one thing that we know for sure is that if we do kill the creature and not blow up the moon, then the mass of the moon will still be too big and it will continue <laughs> no, to ruin to... the earth and everyone yeah, will die. Yeah. <laughs> do you yeah. want us to kill the creature to save the earth, which it wouldn't do, or let the creature live and just see what happens? If you want us, everyone okay. votes, kill the creature the way that they vote, sorry. Turn if the you lights want us off. to kill it, yeah. turn your lights off. Now I'm just imagining like they didn't okay. me at my at, right. at home that night, and I'm Hello? like, "Fuck, the lights are on at the store because we have that neon sign outside that never turns off." And I'm like driving across town. My other to thought to, is that is that to the, figure out how to turn off the neon sign outside my other of the store. Favorite thought about this is that the the uh, kill the creature is the do nothing option, which implies that it's entirely possible that Clara was not in fact speaking to the entire population of Earth in this moment, and that people were just going about their day all normally, and they didn't hear the message, so they didn't turn off their lights. It's entirely possible. We don't know. But we watch as, over the course of the next hour, the entire planet that we can see oh, yeah. is dark. I forgot about Clara that. Clara is not decide. happy, but she says, well, the decision is made. And they've got nine seconds left on the timer, and Lundvik says, see you on the other side. Eight, seven, and then at two, Clara, she can't do it. I can't. She slams the button to cancel the detonation, and it says aborted, I'm which is ironic. Um, and then the doctor... <laughs> she slams the cancel button, and the display reads, life begins at conception. <laughs> Shut up! And then the doctor comes out, and, like, Harry Potter clapping at the end of the movie, like... Da, 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 you made the right choice, confetti. And he takes them back to Earth. Um, and he's like, it's just, and Linvik's like, you killed us all. You didn't listen. I for, I also forgot that they all did vote. To, I could not remember because I was so mad that, about whether leaving the lights on or turning the lights off was to kill the creature. So I kind of forgot what I was supposed to take away from this. And, and I'm also just like, fuck you, Clara, for like, you, you didn't listen. Why did you even ask? That's weird of you. <laughs> Um, the entire Earth decided they were pro-choice, and you said no. Who were you to decide? <laughs> but okay, but whatever. The doctor says, I want you all to come and see this. They go to the beach to watch the world end around them, maybe, or maybe not. And then um, and then the doctor... The moon breaks open like an egg, and a big, gigantic, like, dragon bug thing flies out of it, and the moon turns completely to dust. <laughs> And it flies away, not do, it doesn't harm them, it just leaves, 
And Clara says, did you know this would happen? And the doctor says, well, you made your decision. The world made its decision. And and by the way, here's what I know is that in the mid 21st century, humanity begins spreading into the galaxy to the edges of the universe where it endures till the end of time. Because on Part one, one. Cause, faithful cause, day in 2049, because Lady Me will be there when humanity had stopped caring about exploring space. Something happened that for the first time in years made everyone look up and consider what was out there in, t- in the blackness that's, of space. That's so wild. And they because... saw something beautiful, and for once, they didn't want to destroy it. They and then it laid a new dest- egg. Hooray, there's a new moon. back. Okay, two things. Number one, number one, um, it is rich of me. It's rich to think that in a world where within many people's lifetimes in this world, People are still alive that remember the Christmas invasion. People are still alive that remember the Cyberman and the Daleks. People are still alive that remember all that shit that happened. And then they were like, I don't fucking know. Let's build the T-Mats and stay on Earth. I guess that makes, they're like, space is scary. We don't want to go out there. That's fine. Build big guns and point them at outer space. I changed my mind. I retract. Number, t- number, number, number it's two. Like, it's like a, like a cartoon hillbilly poking a shotgun out of the door. <laughs> number two. Get off of my property! Here's my fun fan theory about this, and then I'm gonna, and then we're gonna finish this episode, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach you about my very special trolley problem. Okay. I think that the doctor, I think that the nuclear bombs were uh, inert, and they were really. I mean, old. famously nuclear. I, I don't, I don't know too much about this, but the one thing that I do know about nuclear material is that it's all about the half life and the fact that it decomposes pretty quickly. So, like. I think it's I I think these are like old nuclear bombs would have an expiration date. I think these are old expired nukes and that they did take him to the moon like in the history books. The doctor knew this, but he wanted to be rude about it. They took it to the moon and then they detonated them and the bombs didn't go off and then they hatched. This is the moment, by the way, that I know that there is a deleted scene because you might be thinking, why did the baby lay an egg? Apparently there was a deleted scene where the doctor explains it. I have to assume that the explanation that was cut was, uh, some babies lay eggs. <laughs> some babies lay eggs when they hatch. It's a big world out there. Sometimes the baby lays the egg. <laughs> this is like a, th- this creature is like a, a fig wasp. If you don't know what fig wasps are and you like figs, don't look it up. Um, okay, let me read you my, I, I've, I've, I've really put this together. The trolley problem is real and I would like to explain it to you so you can understand, okay? Mm-hmm. Because the thing here is that obviously the trolley problem has no right or wrong answer. It's like an ethical dilemma about will you consciously take a life in order to save five lives? Will you mm-hmm. make yourself culpable for that? That's an interesting question to ask a person sure. and also like a high schooler in an ethics class. Um, or a child with toy or a child, Yeah, with toy trains. Um, the trolley problem doesn't have a secret. Well, let me just read it to you. Okay. Okay. So there's a trolley. Which is a fetus. The trolley is a giant unborn fetus. Is it's it now? Her- are we talking beagle sized or car it's, sized? It's trolley sized. It's a trolley sized fetus. Okay, and so it's, it's not my problem. No, it's. I mean, it, I mean, it is your problem for reasons I'll explain. It's later. my trolley problem. It's your trolley problem. I think this would make more sense if it was the size of a beagle. Okay, no, <laughs> a trolley sized unborn fetus. It's a beagle sized fetus <laughs> with a knife strapped to the front of it, so it kills which is, whatever it. Which is scarier, with. a fetus the size of a beagle or a fetus the size of a car? Um, I played Resident Evil Village, and it's definitely the the car side. Okay, let me let me get through this because it's gonna make it all make sense. Okay. Okay. A f- trolley, which is a gi- it, it is a giant fetus that is the size of a trolley, and it's on board. Okay, it's it makes sense already. But go it's on. hurtling towards five people who are tied to the train track. 
Now, you are there as a bystander, and what you don't know, and let's just put a pin in that, you don't know this. Record shut up, scratch. shut up. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> You're probably wondering how yeah. I ended up in this situation. You're standing next to a lever that will abort the trolley, killing it, and maybe it'll maybe it'll keep rolling and run over the people, but we're not sure, but it's your best chance. Now, what I haven't told you, you don't know this. But there is an invisible ramp on the tracks that will allow the <laughs> It's made of glass. It's a glass ramp that will let the baby safely jump over the people and <laughs> land on the other side and keep going without having to abort the baby. If you do abort the baby, it might keep going and it might hit the ramp and it might run over the people. We don't know. I have a quick context question. Yeah. And maybe the answer is that I don't know. Mm-hmm. But regardless of whether I, in the situation, know this or not, mm-hmm. will the fetus do a flip? The fetus will do a triple backflip and it will rule. So, like, if you don't pull the lever, you get to see a really cool thing that will make you curious about the universe, which is seeing the fetus do a big flip. Then I'll say, but like, huh. and But you are standing next to a, a lever that will let you abort the fetus, which you don't know is going to go over the ramp. Now, this is a little bit macabre. Mm-hmm. Why... If abort if I abort it, won't it just keep going? Yeah, so if the fetus keeps going, it might like hit the ramp at, at a slower speed and and kill the people wait, on the wait, track. Anyway. Sorry, hold on. Aborting it slows it down. <laughs> Does that mean that it's is it like crawling at like high speeds? <laughs> yes. If you abort okay. the fetus, we don't know. We don't know. It might hit the ramp and it might go over. It might hit the ramp and it if might. If anyone cause- listening to this finds this distasteful, you're right, and I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just trying to ask the the trolley problem of this episode. Uh-huh. What would you do? You don't know about the ramp, by the way. <laughs> would you ask everybody on Earth what they think first? <laughs> yes, I would pull, pull out a megaphone and go. What do you think of that? <laughs> now that's what a now that's an episode of TV. Um. Well, I'm a millennial, so I'd probably blog about it first. Am I mm-hmm. right, everybody? Um. Well, <laughs> I. <laughs> You have one hour. It's not going that fast. No, it's not going that fast. Well, it's or really it is big, going very it's fast, really but it's a fetus. really long yeah. track. <laughs> it's really flat. Or ground. it's not that long of a track, but it's, it's currently a... going on a loop-de-loop. <laughs> it's, it's in a holding pattern waiting for you to decide. Well, it's unfortunately... I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna so do it. The, the answer, because there is a correct answer here, is that you would abort the fetus, but before yes. you can do that, a third party runs along, says, nuh-uh, and then it hits the ramp and goes over and dries <laughs> off harmlessly. And it does so many flips that you become curious about the universe. I mean, I'm a communist, so I believe in aborting all fetuses. I hate fetuses so much. I don't I don't think any fetus has a right to live because it might be Hitler. So that's kind of <laughs> that's the, the side that, of so it that nobody ever talks about. So that kind of is... What the, if that baby cures cancer? Uh, okay, well, what if it invents more cancer? So that's kind of about the... That? So that's kind of the resolution. There's like, and then I look at the, I look at my phone and I see there's eight minutes left. And I'm look, also looking at my phone because I'm bored. Um, and then, <laughs> and then Lundvik is like, I'm going to go make NASA two right now. Goodbye. Yeah. She's just like in the middle of nowhere and she's like, I guess I am on my yeah, way. Yeah. Are we to going to Antarctica again? Um, and then, and then we, we go get, back on yeah. the TARDIS and Clara is very mad and she sends Courtney out of the TARDIS. They're back at the school and says, go study. And she says, what did you know? What what did you know about this situation? Did you know what would happen? And he says, well, I could make an educated guess based on the fact that when an egg hatches, it doesn't explode and blow up its own nest. And he says, I knew that you would always make the best choice because you're pro-life. And I am too. <laughs> 
Um, does he? <laughs> did you joke about this, or does he say that Lundvik becomes the president? No, you're you're misremembering. Mm. Oh, because no, she saying... says, "Did you do this just for Courtney?" Oh, and Courtney he says, is the president. Well, look how special she is now. She's the first woman on the moon. She saved Earth from itself, even though she didn't do anything. And weirdly, now she's the president of the United States. Not born in the United States, but I guess they changed the rule for her. Unless this is they like a it for Elon Musk, but then she became the president after him. <laughs> so she she's furious. She's like yells at him, "Shut the fuck up!" Like. Why did you do this? What she starts crying and he's like, I wait, I'm serious. Like I didn't, I legitimately didn't know what would happen. And she's like, well, that was really patronizing. Uh, you know, I, the part where you said like, you're taking the stabilizers off my bike was really condescending. Uh, you, you live on earth, you breathe our air. Like, of course you have a say in what happens and you know better than all of us go and never come back. Take your TARDIS and go leave for a billion years. He says this that is... he, he did this out of respect for Clara, and she says, well, I it, it didn't make me feel respected. And he doesn't really know what to say to that. I was um, thinking about, because this is two episodes out from To Me You Look Like Giants or whatever the David Tennant said. <laughs> yeah, for us. And I was like, how did this happen? Like, how did he get here? And then I was posting about this in the Discord that, you know, he, this is a thousand years older doctor like he's just really really become so detached before he uh-huh. became like a cool hip lady knows about like beyonce or whatever uh, <laughs> and i don't remember who was like well yeah you know he he was he was on he was on uh he was on trenzalore for 900 years and i would counter that by saying the doctor was on trenzalore compassionately he was there, like he not was to, spending his time he was spending with people his time he with, loved. Yeah, he was spending his time like he stayed for Christmas. Protecting. He stayed for Christmas. He was he was doing puppet shows and doing the dancing giraffe with the children, and they were like drawing pictures for him. And he was like he was being more compassionate than we really ever saw Matt Smith being on the town called Christmas. And then I guess he just turned into Peter Capaldi, and Capaldi was just a real a real fucker. I it's hard to say. I really don't know what to make of this scene because it's like. Is it for well the, acted? For, for the yes. record, do I for the record do I do I think that Jenna Coleman is doing a good job? Yes. Do I think Peter Capaldi is doing a good job? Like he's he's just completely bewildered. He's like, I thought yeah. that you would appreciate me doing this. I don't understand why you're angry. I don't like that you're angry. I don't want you to be angry, but I don't know what to say to you right now. And she she's just like, you're my friend, and you made me feel stupid and scared. Like I I could have not pressed the button. I almost didn't press the button. And you, like, you think of humans as just tiny, silly, predictable people. He doesn't say that they're giants to him because Wilf is dead. And, (laughs) yeah, it's just, I just, like, is it well-written and well-acted for what it is? I guess so. But, like, do I like that this is happening? I mean, I'm already so not on board with the episode anymore because Mm -hmm. of everything that happened to lead to this. I will say, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say that, like, I... Because I I, I want to make it I don't want to say like oh it's completely unwarranted for this character to be like this but every every doctor is a different guy um, and you know Peter Capaldi's a freaked up white man like he's a, yeah. he's a weird alien and that's just his personality and it's not necessarily bad because it's different and I don't even necessarily think it's bad uh, the one thing I do think is that this is like the natural conclusion of the the Moffat era where every season the Doctor becomes more of a super special super cool special dude uh, and it's just interesting to see another character be like I don't like that I don't know I don't know what to make of it. 
It was interesting. I really, I really don't know how to feel about this scene. It was interesting like, to see Clara like push back. I would say, yeah, that. it's it is interesting. I just don't know if I like it as a development for the story. I don't know. It doesn't. I'm not, feel... And I'm not even saying that I dislike it. I just right. really don't know how to feel about it. it. Just and it probably feel doesn't help that we haven't that. seen the arc. <laughs> no. Um, but what we do see is that Clara's like, go away, never come back, blah, blah, She gets out of the TARDIS, she's talking to Danny Pink, and he says, I'm so glad I have three episodes left to live or whatever. <laughs> um, I can't wait to get married. And then, uh, you know, he can tell she's upset, and she's like, yeah, so the moon was a big egg. It always has been, just live with that. He, again, he did He did this in uh, The Caretaker. He, like, compares the doctor to, like, his commanding officers when he was in the, it was right. in the military. He's like, I couldn't do you, you look the way I looked, uh before i right before i left the army uh and she says well yeah i'm 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 done with the doctor and he says that is a decision you're going to have to make when you are not angry so once you've had time to calm down talk to him again if you still want to if you want to have your if you want to have dad boyfriend do you want to have a weird dangerous codependent toxic relationship that's somehow potent enough if you want to be the hybrid you want to be the hybrid you have to make later Listen, there's a prophecy about it. You can't get out of this now. You're going to get killed by a bird and I'm going to explode or something. So she and Danny hug and we all say, wow, I hope I like I hope that, that guy. I I, yeah, I, I get so fucking steamed about, like, honestly, I really get steamed that Clara gets fed to the wood chipper and Danny gets fed to the wood chipper and they aren't allowed to just, like, retire in peace and live a normal life. Makes me mad. Yeah. I don't like it. It sucks. Yeah, I think that's what I don't like about this general arc is it feels really pessimistic in a way that I don't like. Yeah, like, I don't... <laughs> I think that it's fine for, like, the Doctor to have, like, low points. Right. But knowing that this ends with... Both of these people... getting yeah. Clara's boyfriend killed, and then getting Clara killed, and then Clara just says to him, like, Ah, don't I'll worry just be, I'll just be. I'll just be alive until I'm not. It's fine. I'll just travel. Yeah, and, I... Yeah. Like, you know, again, we're not seeing the arc as it's written. Yeah. We're seeing it in a stupid order that's actually correct because our podcast is right, but... It's just really funny that the more we watch the show, the more I'm coming to realize that most of the companions don't get fed to the wood chipper, and it's, and, and it's kind of starting to seem like Clara's... I mean, I mean, you know, Rose gets trapped in the alternate dimension. We know that. Um, She's not Martha, trapped. She's loving it. She loves it. Uh, Martha and Mickey, Mickey doesn't get, like it. He leaves. Yeah. But Martha gets Christian married to Mickey. Uh, Donna has the meta crisis and she's eating hamburgers or whatever. Yes, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know Amy and Rory. I know Amy and Rory. We don't know um, what happens to Yes, Dan, Graham, Ryan, etc. And Bill, one hundred percent, is getting. There's no the way chipper. that Bill is alive. Bill gets hit by a bird, and the, it's the doctor's fault. Like he pushed her in front of the bird. He shot the bird at her. <laughs> it was like check Bill, this, check out, out Bill, this is your homework for today: is check not to my- die <laughs> when I shoot this bird at you. I wanted to see what happened. Okay. Uh, um, so the final scene of the episode is Clara goes back home and she pours herself some wine and looks at the moon and thinks about things. Next time on Doctor Who, there's a mummy on the Orient Express Whoa! in space with special guest Frank Skinner. Uh, Frank Skinner from Taskmaster. I think we got another one. Here's um, what I would say about this episode. <laughs> the one thing that I would say about it, uh-huh. now that we're wrapping up. I truly don't know what to make of it in terms of what it was supposed to be. I know what to make of it in terms of what it was. I feel Garnish. like if I, I just flipped the stinky. critical thinking switch off in my brain, I would be like... Wow, space adventure. Ah, there's drama between the characters. And then it had a happy ending until it didn't. 
and I'd be like, wow, that was like a B plus. You were like, if, if you were me, that in switch doesn't exist. 15. I'm incapable of not being smart. Here's my counter argument to that, which is that if we look at the, if we turn our brain off and we say space adventure on the moon, scary spiders, what's that Skrillex song? Nice sprites? Whatever. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's like a meme, I think. I'm looking at Bangarang. It Call 911 now. Oh, it's There's scary a beetle sized spider. <laughs> it's scary monsters and nice sprites. Great. Anyway, Someone will like that. Um, if we were going to look at it and then we were like, and there's an ethical dilemma and we ignore the accidental pro-life. Because I really do think it was an, a, a, not to give Peter the benefit of the doubt. I've been spending the entire episode telling him that he sucks at writing this one. Uh, but if you ignore that, it's not a good space adventure. It's not a very good ethical dilemma. None of it makes any sense. And I didn't like, like, and, and also it's pro-life on accident and also probably on purpose because they did a bad job writing it. Um, and I think this is uh, genuinely, uh, maybe one of the worst episodes we've watched so far. And it made me really angry. And I'm really racking my brains trying to think of an episode worse than this. Like, do I think that like, the lo- the doctor, the widow, and the wardrobe sucked ass and had a fucking stupid bio-truther message in it, and it was so, like, cringeworthy and gross and weird and bad. Yes. Did I watch it and, like, have fun goofing and gagging about it? And, like, like I look back and I'm like, this episode sucks, but also, like, whatever. This episode, the thing is, like, there were parts of this episode that I legitimately liked. I liked episode... it for two thirds of it, and then the the drop happened. Skrillex reference, and I said, "Oh no!" <laughs> Maybe it's because I already that it, like I knew that this was the pro life episode. Like I figured it out when I was reading the time machine in my smoking jacket by the fire. Uh, that it like colored by perception, but I just I just hated it. I just hated it. I like scientifically, it made me really angry. Uh, the fact that it was like decidedly pro-life made me angry. The fact that it was like, but I don't think it was. I, I mean, don't it w- think that's what I'm saying. Is that, that I have any like, conclusion about the the writers' beliefs on that? I'm mean, just saying is that they made the mistake of making making the trolley. The material is pro-life yeah, because the they mat- were pro-life and they aborted because, the abortion. Because humanity will go into the stars because they based the episode around the trolley problem, which has n- no inherent right or wrong answer. And it's an and also it's a TV. trolley problem that fundamentally does not work or make right. any sense. It's a fucked up trolley problem, and also they made it about a baby, and also they made it about the entire Earth, and also there's a right answer to it, and also the right answer is uh, based on information that they don't have. It's incomplete information they don't know. Citing my version that I wrote earlier and read. And too once long. again, every bit of information that they have tells them that killing it will absolutely doom the Earth. I feel like I need to put my foot down and I need to just be bold and make a statement and like feel confident in my statement. And I feel like I need to, I just need to give this episode an F minus for me to have peace with myself in life. Like I feel <laughs> I like if I don't. I don't believe in the F minus as a grade, but I am going to give this episode an F, not because nothing about it worked, <laughs> but because just the episode as a whole is wrong. <laughs> it, right. It shouldn't exist. It shouldn't have been made. It shouldn't have been released. It the episode is a failure of an episode. This episode is like 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 sick, not like in the twisted sicko scent, but like this episode is is unwell. This episode needs help. The writer needs help. If I go help. through it with a rubric and I grade every individual <laughs> right? thing about it, this episode to- is maybe like a C plus or something. He definitely just in wrote terms words. of like this part was good, that part was good. I like the acting here. I like, but the- as a whole, it's an F. It's this, this episode fucked up. 
This episode is broken, and I don't want to fix it. I think they should have dumped it, scrapped it, gotten rid of it. And this is like, I need to anchor this one as like, I always say like, I can't, I don't, I don't like to give out Fs, I don't like to give out F- minus because what if there's something worse? And I'm like, I, I have to not be, I have to be uh, bold, and I, I don't want to be hesitant about this. I'm just going to say. this is F- the thing, is like, this is the worst kind of episode I can imagine. Right. It's an episode because, that just fucking right. fucks up I, so right. bad. Like, like, I hated the snowman. And I hated the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe. Just terrible, terrible pieces of writing that were unpleasant to watch. But also, like, I don't know. It was a story, and it, like, made logical sense in I its own I had a better world. time watching this episode than either of those. But, but it left I think a bad that, taste in my mouth. I think won't... that it is a worse thing to exist right, in the world. Right, like the world is a worse place for this episode existing. And yes, like, and that is the worst crime that an episode I, of a TV show I, can commit. I, I don't think it gets time, any worse than that. I remember, and I'm sorry if I'm about to like make fun of your favorite band ever. Not just you, Sam, but like some of our mystery listeners. I don't know your life. But when I was listening, I listened to the radio one day and that song Thunder by Imagine Dragons came on and I listened to it and I said, how? Oh, really? Oh, I think that song is really... Wait, is this a you joke? Don't like you don't like that song? Is this a joke? Yes. <laughs> okay, thank you. I was like, <laughs> how is it that at no point in the writing and production and creation of this song was anyone like, wait a minute? I don't remember which one that is, so thunder, that's probably fine. Thunder! Feel the thunder! Anyway, I was just like, how did nobody... Feel the thunder! How did nobody, like, make it... Put a stop to this? And that's why I feel like... Like, whatever. Bad episodes of Doctor Who exist. This episode needed to be stopped. Ooh, uh, yeah. you're not going to like this, Jordan. Uh-oh, it's the greatest. Or maybe you will. Mm-hmm. This is a segment called Great Scott. Oh, boy. This is the segment where we try to sound like Peter Capaldi. Yes! Thank you. What is, can we have like a, can we have like a code phrase to work Wait, on? I don't know what you mean. Like, can we, like, do I, do I just need to, I feel like I'd do better at this if I had a, a something to read, like a, like a phrase. I think for our first outing... Of mm-hmm. Great Scott. Maybe we I pick it, or maybe one of our patrons can pick it if they oh, want sure. to. Oh, sure. I think, though, that we should just get a nice, solid Clara from Clara. Peter. Wait, okay. Clara. Clara. Your turn. Cause, okay. I did mine. You can do yours. Clara. 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 So there. That's the first segment. That's our inaugural segment That is of the base Scott. <laughs> Now we will either get better or worse. <laughs> or no change happens at all. That's another possible <laughs> I just cut and paste that into every uh, episode from now on. Okay. Is it only when, I guess it's only when Capaldi, are we doing every doctor every week? I've or come up just, with names for most of them. Is it, or is it just, uh, can it just be Peter Capaldi? No, can, I think it has to be all of them. All of them? I've come up with a name for the segment for most of them. Okay. Well, if you have a, uh, if you have a, a suggestion for a code phrase that you would like. I don't know why I keep saying code phrase. Like it's secret. <laughs> I was, when you said it the first time, I was really confused by those If words. you have a suggestion for a test phrase for our, our new segment that has been forced upon me by my brother. It uh, was your idea, for the record. Yeah, but I didn't know we were going to implement it. You can send it to us at patreon.com slash pottingbirds. Real quick, companion awards, do we have anything? Uh, Clara did make a very big decision on her own. Did and she I, take initiative, though? I don't think you can say that she did. I kind of feel like Because the she, doctor forced her to. I kind of don't feel like she, she took initiative, but I feel like she went against the wish. She, she put a message out to all of humankind and then ignored it. And if that isn't... Taking initiative on a galactic, like on a, on a planetary scale, I I don't I don't know how to feel about it. Like I, I I'm just gonna say I uh, under no 
framework of reality do I think that Clara can be considered to have taken initiative on initiative? On I guess she didn't have any any episode. choice. No, um, I don't. Which feel is ironic. Like the, uh, I think that the doctor definitely gets gets, gets a, whatever we said. He loses a strike his, on his medical yeah, record for sure. He's getting a whole. We're not keeping here. track of it, so he might no. already have lost it, considering that this is the twelfth doctor we're talking about. Yeah, definitely not a great episode for him. Nobody did any sick stunts. Getting killed by a spider is not funny or, or silly way to die. Um, nobody gets any gold stars. Cordy gets a, a Cordy gets a cross. Courtney, oh yeah, Courtney does get a Leela cross. I'm gonna give Courtney a gold star because she's 15 years old and she needs to hear that she's doing an okay job. And I'm sorry, you're you're literally times. giving her a participation I'm living her. Trophy. I'm literally giving her. Yes, exactly correct. Yeah, here actually, let's say this, instead let's of a gold star, the, we are giving her a participation, participation trophy. trophy. She did participate. She was there when the decision was made. She brought her A-game, and she did see several people die and see several corpses, and she'll unpack that in therapy. So we need to give her that to, like, help her. Um, Sam, witch doctor, we gotta do this. I need to go eat dinner and and, uh, and feel better and have something positive to look um, forward to. I... I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I said last time. I want an episode next time. <laughs> God, God, God was... I can't do shooties. Uh, I can't do shooties gambit. It's not fair. Um... I need something. I need something positive. So I need Jody in my life. You want Jody? Okay. I want Jody's positivity. I I'd be happy with a Jody. I want an Eccleston. Let's see what we got. It's a <gasps> tenant. Ooh, series four, Planets episode three. God. Wait, wait. This might be Donna. It's series four. It is series four. We're really doing it. This is. Oh my god! It's series four, episode it's... three, Planet of the Ood. <gasps> Planet of the Ood. I I misread that. The font was too small. That's Donna, isn't that? Did we really get Donna? I think we did. I think we did. I think we got a Donna? Or is it Martha? Late Martha. Donna! Donna! Let's go! We're doing it for real! I, I they love that said this is it like, couldn't be done. I love that this is like the fourth time that we've been like, Donna! Mixed reviews. Mixed, Mixed reviews. reviews. But it's got Ood in it. And we like Ood. This is exciting. This is a good, this is good for us. We're, and it's, we're going to get to see We fucking needed this. We needed this so bad. Is this, so is this really our first to like, Main yeah. line. That's so fucked. We've been we have this, not like, seen an episode of series. We've four. been doing the show. We've done like a year's worth of episodes from from this show. Unbelievable. Well, that makes me feel better about this this uh, this week. life. Yeah, about this life. Yay, Donna. Um, that's lem- good. That's that makes me feel better. Thank you, Donna. <laughs> Thank you, Donna. Even if it's apparently not a great episode. <laughs> oh, I don't trust any of those fucking critics. They probably That's said, true. That's they true. probably said Kill the Moon was like a really thoughtful and well-written episode. Folks, um, if you like this podcast and you want to uh, listen to us talk about Seeds of Death or send us a code phrase <laughs> for us to read in a, uh, I guess, a David Tennant voice next week uh, on our segment 10 out of 10. Oh, oh, I don't want to do David Tennant. That sounds hard. What? Just do that. I'm I'm making the face. Can you hear it? <laughs> and I'm taking you with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We gotta wrap this up. Uh, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash pottingbros. One dollar a month gets you a mildly special Discord role marking you as a friend of the show. You get uh, all of our bonus episodes, including the Seeds of Death, and I don't know why you would listen to anything else. <laughs> Just listen to that one on repeat. $5 gets you a pretty special Discord role marking you as a companion of the show. You can get a shout-out on the podcast. You can send us a message that we'll read in one of our funny voices, even a code phrase for our segment that we have unveiled this week. $10 gets you all that, plus an incredibly special Discord role marking you as an honorary member of House Me, Sousa. Huh? Uh, which, uh, you get all that 
and uh, you can listen to the podcast live while we record it, whenever the fuck that is. It's so hard to know these days, but it's usually Sunday, late afternoons, evenings, depending on your time zone. And we'll clap for you is the most important part. Thank you to our 5 and $10 subscribers, Cassidy, Faustian, Bargain Bin, Helga K, JCH Roy, Stephanie Bolding, Stephanie Karen, Violet Magician, and House Me Souza, Destry Hawk, HK, Sauceworks, and Verdigree. Hey! Saluting you like Wilf. I'm doing we it We are right on now. co-host at Dr. Huh. I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. You can listen to my other podcasts, Sounds About Light, which is about Kingdom Hearts. We will be starting Kingdom Hearts 3 very soon. But for now, it is on pause because on zero to zero, we are talking about boo. the Flash. Oh, boo! That sucks. Speaking you of can, things that shouldn't exist, yeah. you can uh, you can listen to my uh, Yakuza podcast, Kamarocho Radio. Uh, we are like we've been been really churning out episodes lately, and we're about to finish Yakuza Four. Sam, I'm sorry, the game is bad. It's a You're bad wrong. game. The You're story wrong. is bad. You're wrong. You're it's wrong. a bad story. You're wrong. It's a low tier game. You're wrong. We're going to finish it this week, and then we're going to talk about Yakuza 5, and I'm so excited. That's weird, because Yakuza 5 is substantially worse than Yakuza 4, which is good. Yakuza 4 is such a bad game, dude. Yakuza 4 is one of the best of the series, and Yakuza 5 is a massive step down, and has a plot that doesn't make any sense, and there's no stakes, and it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, I'll see when I get there. I haven't played it yet. I've never, it's the one I haven't played. Um, oh, I forgot. You can find me on Tumblr at uh breakfast.tumblr.com and you can also you can follow find Jordan our... on Tumblr uh, until 2049 when it shuts down. Yeah, when it shuts down finally. Um you can also find our But um... by then you'll be getting all of Jordan's posts via travel mat. <laughs> and every once in a while, just be careful for those bullets. You never know. Not for me. <laughs> not for me. I'm not doing it. I'm just saying people <laughs> people out there will be teleporting bullets Some to your Some real freaks out there. Also our podcast, drhunt.tumblr.com. Give us a follow. Reblog our episodes. It helps us out because people on that website seem to listen to us and get mad at us when I say that Clara killed children. <laughs> well, I don't think that person's a listener. I think that person just saw it the in, in the Clara Oswald tag. Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have tagged it. I won't be nor Clara in our posts anymore. Um, but, uh, that's, that's it for this week, I think. Sam, are we, did we talk about Noise Space yet? No, we're on noisepace.xyz where you can listen to other podcasts such as My Pod Cabbages. My Pod Cabbages. Avatar The Last Airbender live action version is out now, I, heard I it's, guess. I heard, I heard that Sokka's a real feminist in this one, and that's great, because character development does it whatever <laughs> i haven't heard that so i have no opinion about that but the show is good the original one anyway <laughs> i'm sure the live action is gonna be just fine i watched one episode of live action one piece and liked it that's a different show that we're talking about though <laughs> that's a different thing you just said a different thing there uh-huh that's not what that's not avatar the last airbender that's one uh-huh. piece that's a different show you're just talking about a different show <laughs> I said Folks, that the one. I think I that's going to do it for this week. You just said you just said that was a different show. My thinking was, well, it's a but Netflix it's... produced live action anime adaptation. It's different. And I thought the I thought the One Piece one seemed it pretty good. A, yeah, it looked okay. That's a different show, though. So based on that, maybe the Avatar one will be all right. Well, House of the Dragon's pretty good. I guess Avatar: The Last Airbender might be good. Okay, well. <laughs> I just meant Netflix has a really good hit rate because the Cowboy yeah, Bebop one. They never, really they never, they definitely never miss. Um, Sam, can we say the Doctor's Prayer? May your life flow like a river. May your days smell sweet as a rose. May you be as lucky as an ace in a game of blackjack, Harkness. Harkness. May you get as lucky as blackjack, Harkness, at a bar with David Tennant looking sadly at him. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> May Bill Bull. A oh, you're really, you're really doing the Clara Baker clever souffle. You want to add that one in there? Fuck that. May Clara 
protect the lives of every fetus, but especially the one that kills all the other fetuses, maybe. We don't know. No one really knows. May and you walk have a- with God. <laughs> May the and doctor... I, I don't have it in front of me. I was May trying to remember it, and I don't. Light your path. And may the doctor light your path through time. Excelsior. Bye, Dr. Bye. Dr. Bye. <laughs>